Hello everybody and welcome to The Art of Surrender. On this episode of the podcast, I sat down over Zoom and had a chat with Jack Cox of Northern Beaches Jiu-Jitsu in Sydney. Jack is a brown belt and a Pedro Sauer affiliate who was introduced to me through my coach, John Smolios. He's a really great guy. He's got a good mindset and it was a really good conversation to hear his story and where he's come from and I hope you all enjoy. Now, uh, I'd just like to say that it's been so far eight episodes in, it's been a real privilege to be able to talk to different people from different places. Um, doing it online through Zoom has been an interesting experience and it just opens the doors up to beyond people that I can speak to, obviously, face-to-face. So, so far it's been good. I'm trying to get around, talk to different people from all around the states through Australia and try and hook up some international stuff too. So please um, bear with me while I do my best to you know, keep putting out the content and I hope you all enjoy. I've had some really good feedback so far. If you have anyone that you are dying for me to speak to and um, want to hear on the podcast, please let me know um, from no matter where you are and I'll do my best to reach out and see if I can get it done. So anyhow, guys, enjoy the episode. Jack, thanks again, mate. It was a good chat, a few beers, had a good time. Peace. Uh, so in, in regards to martial arts, I started, I, pl- I played basketball as a kid. So um pretty serious about my basketball from the time I was 13, 14-ish and had dreams of being a professional basketball player but was too short and probably a little bit too heavy to be a professional basketball player. So <laughs> um, always wanted to do martial arts but didn't have time. Found a gym in Maroubra. I was living in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Um, at the time, found a gym in Maroubra. They were offering a sort of intensive um, karate program. And mm-hmm. this is, I think I was out of school. So I finished school in 96, about 98, 99. So kind of around the start of that UFC pride type era. But yeah. so I started doing karate, got interested in that. Just wanted to do some martial arts, something a bit different. And ended up, myself and my mate, Jason, we always ended up rolling on the ground. And I was quite fortunate that my instructor at the time, Joe, um, also taught, so we did Kempo Karate, he taught Taekwondo, taught Thai kickboxing, was very eclectic in his thinking and was very much of the mindset, if it works, use it. If it doesn't work, get rid of it. So yeah. he let us explore so much on the ground that we'd seen and we ended up, myself and Jason ended up buying the VHS tapes from the shopping centres with the Ultimate Fighting Championship, like the original ones. Yeah. Um, the Pride videos with Hickson and Ensign in a way and all that sort of stuff. So we, so we sort of steal stuff from there. Like there was no instructionals around at that, at that time. Yeah. Um, that... Yeah. And then, like I said, we were just going back and forth and just throwing techniques at one another. He goes, oh, I saw this in this thing. Let's try it. And I said, okay. And like I said, we were quite fortunate that our instructor went, I don't get, he, he was honest. He goes, I don't know anything about jiu-jitsu, but let's give it a try. And he let us, let us explore things. He's actually a John Will affiliate now, I believe, yeah. and still has his um, Kempo, still has his Taekwondo, very competitive in the Taekwondo circuit. Um, then I moved on from there and – Took a bit of a break from from uh, martial arts for a little while, 
uh, and then got back into got got really hooked on jujitsu by watching it through the kicks and stuff on um, on the pride the pride tapes. This is when the internet sort of started to explode, so I did some exploring and found out that there was a guy named Elvis Sinisic and Anthony Parosh out at um, Concord, which is where uh, our friend John Smolios used to train as well. Yeah. Um, drove all the way from, from Concord to Mascot to train because um, there was no, nowhere else that I knew of. Trained with them for about six months. Absolutely loved it. This was like, oh, seven, oh, eight. Um, and the commute, and I was working on the waterfront at the time doing shift work and the commute and the waterfront just got too hard. So dropped off from them um, yeah. just because of logistics and whatnot. And then got approached by a guy in a, in a weightlifting gym who used to be a pro wrestler back in the day. And I'm talking back in like the pre-Hulk Hogan era. In oh, like, uh, like a um, wrestler is in like uh, wrestling fighting or WWE yeah. wrestler? Like WWE wrestler. Oh, okay. Right. So he approached me. He's a friend of a friend of a friend. Um, yeah. Said, do you really like your look? I've got people who were looking for pro wrestlers in Australia. Are you interested? And I went, oh, that's the one job. When I was a kid, what do you want to be? I want to be a pro wrestler. Yeah. So, What's your inspiration there for pro wrestling initially? Oh, same as everybody else. Like, you know, like Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy, like uh, all of those guys. I didn't know anything about it at the time. Just yeah. used to go as a kid and to the entertainment center when I was yeah. like six. And That's so good. Mine, um, I, I remember them first. Sorry to um, interrupt. Yeah. But wrestling, it's interesting because that was probably one of the early martial arts I um, was watching. Like I always fascinated by boxing because of my pop. Yep. He was a professional boxer when he was younger. But wrestling, one of our babysitters, they used to play WWE all the time. And me and my brother would just sit on the couch. We used to watch the wrestling and South Park. Yep. And we weren't allowed to watch South yep. Park because we were too young, but they let us. Um, I'm way older than that, mate. We used to watch wrestling and Tom and Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I, I was uh, I was Goldberg. That was that was who I used to like. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But that was a little later than Hulk Hogan. I think. So, how old are you? I'm 43. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm 29. So, so when I first started watching, it, I was like six. Yeah. And wow. it was like Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, like all the the the, the Rock's dad was still around, like um, Rocky yeah. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was that sort of generation that was sort of paved the way for these guys that we all know of now. So yeah, rest in peace. He passed away not too long ago. Yeah, he did. It was pretty. Yeah. I watched. I watched the eulogy on yeah. uh, on YouTube, which is pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I did too. Um, the Rock did a really good speech too. I was impressed by it. Yeah, it was amazing. He's a, he's a good. He's a good talker, that, that man. Yeah, it wouldn't have um, been anything to do if it's your own father, you know. Tough. I, I don't think I could hold it together as well as he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sorry, yeah. Backtracking, you yeah, wrestling got approached by the professional wrestler. Yeah, got approached by him, and he hooked me up with a couple of guys, and went, "Well, I'll give it a go." So, um, initially went with there was, there was a company that was already up and running that they sent me to, and then there was another company that wanted to get started. So. Um, I started. I went off. I went and trained with the guys who were trying to get their company up and running, and never got it off the ground. But was quite fortunate that the guy who was teaching us, Tony, 
was a Greek amateur wrestler. So he, he's a bit really, really old school with the, with the pro wrestling as well, where we had to learn amateur wrestling first. Right. So we could defend ourselves because it was a bit different. Like if you go back, give you the pro wrestling history, if you go back to the days of when it first sort of became professional, there was, what, there was three different types of people. There was what they call workers, which are the guys that you see now who can't wrestle. Yeah. But they can entertain. Then you had what they call shooters, who were guys who knew how to wrestle and could entertain. And then you had what was called hookers. And hookers were like your Josh Barnett type characters who were high level catch wrestlers, know all the submissions, tie in knots, and just absolutely work you over. Um, and Tony wanted us to be able to defend ourselves against those guys because when he came up, if you effed around in the ring, you would get they would work you over. Yeah. And sort you out. So he was, he, he taught us how to defend ourselves, taught us some really funky um, amateur wrestling moves. Did that for a little while with him. They couldn't get their promotion going. I ended up going to another guy, worked with them for two or three years, did yeah. pro wrestling with them for, for a little while. Um, was this, so, so is this at this point, are you um, earning like a part-time wage, full-time wage? You, is it a passion? I was working full-time, full-time on the waterfront yeah. and getting paid per show. Okay. Yeah. Just, just and it was, dude, like I might have paid for my petrol and a, a meal at a port I was on the way home. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's for, for it just, Dude, it was fun. And, and, and I, I, I miss... I miss the locker room, like being back back in the locker room with the boys and, and the girls. Like it was just fun. Like we had just had so much fun the whole time, and it was it was just crazy, man. Like I can tell you a couple of stories of stuff that happened. Oh, and then and <laughs> yeah, like the, the, one, the one that I tell you most is you, you need so to we, ask. So I was a bad guy, which we call a heel, and we're in this six man tag. And there's myself, another guy, Tuck, who had this gimmick as like a Maori warrior, came out with a bone and wore the grass skirt, like all that gimmick. And yeah, then yeah. there was um, a guy named Daniel, who was the own, actually the owner of the company and sort of played that character as the boss. We're going against, against the three baby faces that, and there was like these two young dudes who I started with, who was super, super little, super green, really pretty, could fly, do backflips, all that sort of stuff. And then another big dude who's actually still wrestling today, Big Morgs. And um, he and I used to go head-to-head because we were the 210-kilo monsters and all this sort of stuff, right? So we had this spot, which is like a section in the match where Morgs had me in the full Nelson. Oh, actually, I had him in the full Nelson. My guy with, with, the, with the bone gimmick is coming off the top rope and was going to smash him in the head, reverse it, you know, all that sort of stuff that they do. Yeah. They've got pretty stocked in the shit. All right. But I said to Tuck, dude, I'm a bit worried about this bone. And he goes, this is backstage. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, dude, if you, if you miss me, it's going to look really bad. I said, yeah. if you kind of hit me, you're going to scratch me. Because it was a proper, proper like, legit lamb sty bone. So yeah. you're going to scratch the crap out of me. He goes, what do you want me to do? I said, mate, just hit me with it. He goes, you sure? Like, dude, hit me. I said, look awesome. I'll, I'll be okay. I'll sell it. Be, be gold. And then we're going to go, going to finish the match. We're going to go home after that. So it was all good. All right. So it didn't matter what happened. So get to that point in the match. I give him the wink. Comes off the top rope, nails me in the head. Instead of hitting me with the flat side of the boat, hits me with the point. Buries <laughs> in my head. 
head wide open, I, knocks me out cold. I wake up as I hit the mat. Right? So, and then we're all, so I'm laying on the mat, the owner's laying on the mat, Tuck's laying on the mat because we've all just been laid out. Someone's done the pin, we've all gone home. All right. Dan, Dan rolls up and he goes, Shit, Tuck, what have you done? And we're still in the middle of the ring. Like, and Tuck goes, What do you mean? And he goes, You hit him, he's bleeding. And Tuck goes, it's okay then, he told me to. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes, Jack, you're a blood man. I went, okay. So what, what do you want me to do? He goes, roll to your right side. He goes, when I tell you to get up, because everyone talks in the ring, right? And all the fans are going mad because we got beat up and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> he goes, roll to your right side. He goes, wait there. And he goes, okay, you're good. Now stand up. And I stood up and I just felt this rush of like a flood of, of, of warm ink come over my face. And I went, oh, I'm covered in blood. Yeah. Like all down my tights, like in my tights, in my underpants, like in, running in my, down my legs, through my knee pads, into my boots, like it was everywhere. And I ended up, ended up with what they call like a crimson mask. So basically I just had, it was all red with just eyes. And it goes, go to the crowd. So I turned to the crowd and hanging off the ropes and doing the, the big the big cell and all that sort of stuff. And there's these little kids in the crowd who were telling me to get effed and sucked in. Like and that like it's just you just go, this is this is what you're doing it for. <laughs> like they go backstage. Are you not entertained? Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Like and the kids are just into me. <laughs> so backstage, had to get stitched up. Had to throw the tights out because I couldn't get the blood out. Like the boots, my boots were ruined. Like mm. they just, everything was just. I've never been. In, it's the only time I've had stitches other than a than a surgery. Yeah. So that was, and that I, I miss. I miss that sort of backstage banter, like and we're all mucking around backstage afterwards, and you know, like I, I really, really miss. I, I know exactly what you mean. Jujitsu, jujitsu is uh, is good, obviously, in the chat and and. It's very playful, the rolling and the battles and yeah. the wars, the friendships. That's all beautiful. But there is, I know what you mean by the change room because the change room at a footy yeah. club, I, play, I grew up playing AFL yes. from like yeah. four to like 25. Yeah. It's a vibe. It's different. Same, same with yeah. the cricket's the same. You know, like you fit, we finish a game and you're like in the change room, crack a carton with the boys, have a, yeah. have a few beers together in the room, then go out, then join the other team, then do like a short presentation and stuff like that. And then it's kind of, yeah, yeah it's, it's different. It's different. It is different. Yeah, it is different. I'm, I'm trying to actually bring that back in my gym. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like my Friday afternoons here at the Matt. Train, music, beers. Like yeah. it's, you know, I'm trying to merge the two but it's, it, it is different it is hard and we're also in new gym so it's taken a little while um but anyway to get back onto the path so then that yeah i dropped out of the like the wrestling just became a bit too inconsistent i was doing shift work um just got a bit too hard i was getting up i was hit, hit 30 then so it was just, it was just you know bought a house like did all that sort of stuff so um but actually missed the contact so Moved down to the Sutherland Shire, down to Gaimea. Found the gym down there with uh, Gracie Sydney. They just opened up in that area, and I knew a few of the few of the Maruba boys who were training at Gracie Sydney at, at Maruba Beach that I'd work with. And they said, "Go, go train with Bruno. He's awesome." So I went train with Bruno, Bruno Pano. 
yeah. um, and was fortunate enough to have um, Alex Prates and Bernardo Treco, who were actually running that gym for Bruna. So I was with them um, for a while, got my blue belt from them. They actually split off with um, from, from Gracie Sydney for a little while and went to form TP fight team. So yeah. I was with, um, if anyone watched the, uh, like the ultimate fighter days back in the day, like with um, Richie Vass from Marubra, Manny Rodriguez, Rob Whitaker came on board after the ultimate fighter season. Uh, Zane Saliba, who was also in um, one of the early, I think he was in the, the smashes season with Richie. Not um, sure. A little bit before my yeah. time in the UFC. Yeah, look, this and stuff. I think it was like, yeah, season 12 or something like that. Like, I, I can't remember. So I trained with them for a little while. Um, then, same thing again. I actually moved back. All, all my, all my jiu-jitsu was tied in with relationships as well. So I was with a girl at the time. We lived at Cronulla. That didn't work out. I moved back to, moved back to the eastern suburbs. Got, moved, got involved in another relationship. Started step, stayed with Gracie Sydney. Are these, um, are these jiu-jitsu girls or are these just women? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I was going to say, mate, the rule is if you, if you, break, if you break up, they have to leave the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you don't do that. So, um, yeah, I'm so just, train, I'm just train joking. Gracie. Please don't get offended, anyone. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Um, so train, still stay with Gracie Sydney within that association. Train with them at, um, at just like 10, at 11, you know, around then. Um, and then the thing that changed for me with jiu-jitsu was and it's one of the only dates I remember other than my birthday, my wife's birthday, and my kids' birthdays, is it was the 6th of November, 2011. Entered a no-gi comp out at Five Dot. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to one of the old school comps. Like, it wasn't like it is now where you had the timetable and you knew who you were going to fight beforehand. Like, you literally turn up, look on the wall. There was, like, brackets, and you'd try and find your name. And it was, you wait to get caught. So you had yeah. to, if, if the adults started at 11 o'clock in the morning, you got there at 11 and you waited. You could you could either go on at 5 past 11 or you could go on at 10 to 6. Like yeah. it was just, just the way it was. Yeah, so it's, it's still the same. It's the fucking most unorganized thing. I did. I, I don't know, like, I'm, I, I've, I've competed. I've actually competed since then. And it was like, and now I see that they've got the timetables and the brackets and it's like, oh, cool. This works great in theory, whether it actually works or not. I don't know. But. Oh, sorry, yeah, so you, you get to this thing, you look on the wall, and who are you coming up against? Get the call, end up going against a guy named Aldo, been wrestled in before, you know, no big deal. Warm up, okay, cool, warm up. All right, yeah, sorry, you're going to be on another 20. Cool, so cool down, warm up again. This happened like three times, and it's just, that's just pretty standard. It got to the point where I was like, screw this, I'm not warming up anymore. Like, if I have to warm up one more time, I'm, I'm, I'm over it, so... Jump on the mats. In my own fault, I had bad knees from playing basketball as well. Jump on the mats. Match starts. We're sort of, like I said, it's no gay. So, so everyone's trying to grab heads and all that sort of stuff. Mm. No handles. Because of my wrestling background, I went, I'm just going to double leg this guy. Shoot in for a blast double. My left knee just explodes. And my kneecap... Uh, the tendon below my kneecap ruptured, my knee yeah. hit the floor, then my kneecap shot up into my thigh. So I'm laying on the floor, I've secured the double, and I'm going, this doesn't feel right. Why is my knee so high? <laughs> and then I went, I can't straighten my leg. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. Mm. So I end up tapping 
tap in the guy, I went, I don't know what's wrong. And he, he, he was a super nice dude. We'd wrestled before, we knew each other. He laid me down and he went, you all right? I said, nah, man, there's something wrong with my knee. And so he was, roll over, pull my knee guard off. And then, like I said, I can see my kneecap up in, up in my thigh. And I went, ooh, this yeah. is really bad. And then the pain kicked in. And by that stage, Elvis and Anthony, they were running the comp. They come over because they knew me and were sort of checking on me, ring the ambulance. A um, couple of boys from um, from Gracie's came over, like Dan, Dan Spence um, and Sam Backey, who owns Gracie Bankstown. He, he was there, looked after me, helped me in the ambulance, rushed off to hospital, emergency surgery, um, reattached the kneecap, all that sort of stuff, and ended up spending 18 months off the mat. Yeah. For like, Without rolling. So thankfully I had insurance, took some time off work. Um, Forget it. Managed. I had to restart again. Mm. Yeah, like I, it, was, it was a weird month, man. Like, like that happened on the 6th of November. My grandmother passed away. Same day. Um, nah, she passed away the 17th of December, but was in hospital for a month beforehand. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was, it was a, t- you know. How'd you go mentally with everything at the time? At that point in time, oh, dude, it was um, it was a bit. It was the it was the physically physically it was the toughest thing I've ever done, mm. um, because it, there's no research. Like it's such a rare injury. Like I think all the other stuff, all the, and I was lucky in one way because usually your whole knee blows out, like all your ACL, the mm. medials, all that give when that when that goes. So there wasn't much research of stuff to, to do. It's kind of found, maybe I'm aware of it, I found some more guys that had it done. Excuse me, got in contact with them. Like this was over, over, over a period of time. Sure. But mentally, dude, I, it, was, it was a wake up call. Like I, I, was, I was redlining my whole life. Like I was burning the candle at both ends. I was training like a pro athlete, partying like a pro athlete, and wasn't rehabbing like a pro athlete. Like yeah. I, was, I was literally, like I was redlining, like I was going mad. Um, yeah. I'd split up with the girl that I moved, that was before, like I'd moved back to the East with. We'd split up just before that, so I was out on the circuit. Yeah, like, and it was like, and I remember laying in the hospital bed, I was, was, was early 30s, and I'm laying in the hospital bed, I was going, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you What are you doing with your life? Like you've got, you know, what What are you doing? Like seriously, what are you doing? I'm like, and it was. I remember having this realization in the hospital we're going. You may never walk properly again. Now, you may never run again. You You're probably never going to do jujitsu again at this point. And it was like, I need to make some changes in my life. Like I need to trim, trim the fat, so to speak, of. Of a lot of things. Just all and the unhealthy bullshit that you don't need. Yeah. Dude, like I I, I, I was partying with these with, with, with these crazy lunatics, you know, like who were dude, that, that, that that's a whole that I could write a book on the stuff that was that was going on. Um, with with those guys and, and stuff I was doing with with outside of that. Like I was just redlining hard and mixed up with the wrong crowd and like yeah, you know, yeah. Like I, I can honestly look back on things and go, uh, I shouldn't be here. Like I really shouldn't be here. But that was like, dude, what are you doing? Like this isn't your life. So I had a, I had a lot of excess 
around me as far as car, like, fan, like I had, had this fancy ute. Um, the guys I was with were driving like P- Porsche four-wheel drives and all this sort of all this sort of jazz. I went, dude, I just want to get I just want to get better. And then if I have a kid, because I didn't have any children at the time, I want to be able to play in the backyard with my kid. Yeah, I want to be a cripple. Yeah. So sometimes that's all you need to know. Hey, exactly, I, man. Like it was just like if this, I can't do that. Then fuck. Yeah. Like what? 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 what, what am I, where am I headed? Like, and I had no goals, no aspirations. I was just living. I was living life in the moment, literally. Yeah. And the biggest thing, the biggest. So within within a month after that, I, I, I looked back. I had three friends. I went from having this huge group that I catch up with every day, and we do coffee every day. Then we go bending on the weekend every weekend to two people ringing me mm. and it was just like, cool. And exactly like what's going on now with the, the pandemic that we're all dealing with. We're going to find out who's, who's, who's legit now. We're going to find sure. out who's, who's going to stick fat through a tough situation. And I literally, like I said, I went from this, having this big group, this big group of what I thought were friends end up being just acquaintances really. So now I've got a little core group. I see them every now and again, speak once a week, you know, like it just, my life did a complete 180 Mm. from that day, from that, like I said, the 6th of November, 2011 to now. So what was the real, sorry, the realization that you had? Um, about like sort of changing things, going through the recovery at the same, like the recovery of your knee at the same time. Yeah. As that started to get better, like what what were your next steps at that point in time with a bit more clarity and sort of. So, yeah. So so literally, operated on the Sunday, got out of the hospital on the Monday. By the ninth that day, no one. I had three people call me who'd heard what had happened. I was in. Uh, I was involved in a business with with a couple of guys. They cut me out of the business. Um, yeah, like thank God I had income protection insurance from 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 a previous job that I'd had, um, yeah. and was like, okay, cool. Well, I've got got this time on my hands. What, what am I going to do? Like, because I had no job to go back to. I had I was on my own. I was living alone had mum and dad who came and helped me out with everything and sort of, cause I couldn't even walk. Like I, I was in a splint for 12 weeks. Couldn't, but could, wasn't allowed to bend my leg for 12 weeks, going to rehab, just sort mm. of kicking stones. And it was where I was living. I was about 200 meters from an RSL club. And it was the 11th of the 11th more remembrance day. And I've gone, get out of bed, walk down there, and pay your respects. Yeah. So we did the thing, went to the RSL at, at 11 past 11 on the 11th, and there's a dude standing there. With, I'm, on, I'm on crutches, kicking stones, feeling sorry for myself. There's a dude there on crutches who's 80 years old with one leg. And I went, we're yeah. doing pretty well, aren't we? And he goes, young fella, you're doing twice as good as me. And, <laughs> and I went, yep, yeah, you're, you're right. Mine's temporary, yours isn't. Yeah. So, and from, that was when it was like, 
it took me a week to sort of wake up to myself and went, okay, things have to change. And fortunately, I had I was blessed to have um, some really good friends. People came came not people sort of came back into my life who were always there, but weren't at the forefront and came to the forefront. My, my friend Ian, Andrew Stowe, um, and to Jimmy Kuji said, "Dude, you're trying. To, you're going to Tim across the road for your for your physio. You're, you're doing your rehab at my gym. Gave me a free membership, mm. and I'd help him out with with classes. A um, couple other boys through through the jiu-jitsu circuit, like Owen Owen Geeky, who owns uh, Gracie Miranda, gave me private lessons when I was um, able to, to get back on the mat again. Big fella, come in." Just, just get the feel back with me. He's, he's half my size. Yeah. But he let me toss him around and just sort of get, get, get back in the groove. So it took me about 18 months before I rolled again. Yeah. Before you started, like, started rolling and feeling like you could actually like play and move around and have a go. Yeah. yeah have a go. Yeah. yeah. So, I could have a go. yeah. Um, so that stage, like I said, I started, roll, started drilling again after nine months. Took another nine months to roll again, and just get that trust back in, in the in the joint. Um, started training a couple of different gyms at the same time. Um, was back down with Alex Prates and Bernardo Treco, again training with them a couple of times a week, and just sort of building back up. Because that was they were the guys who were always there for me mm. um, when it, when I first started, and we all started together, like many Rodriguez and. And, you know, I could, I could name all the guys, like a list of guys that people won't know, but people would know who many is if, if they know the MMA um, and Jiu-Jitsu circuit. Like I said, Bernardo Treco, Alex, you know, like to this day, Alex is still a, a huge inspiration and someone I, I, I call. Um, Trained with them for a while, then I'm moving up to the Northern Beaches. Um, got met a, met a girl up here. Um, got married. What belt are you at all at this stage when you did your knee? Were you still a blue belt then? I was still blue. So yeah. I, I, was, I got my blue from Alex and Trico in 09. Yeah. Okay. So, you're, so you blue. just said you got you met a girl, Northern Beaches, you got married. Are you still a blue belt at this point in time? Yeah. And we're what, 2012? Yeah, I, was, I, think I, I, think I, I think I've got the record for the longest, longest blue belt. Um, I think I was a blue belt <laughs> for like eight years. <laughs> and and eight, eight years and three knee surgeries. Yeah, I had a couple of scopes as well. And that um, moved up to the northern beaches. Started training. Was still with Gracie Sydney at that time. Um, training with the branch up here. Got my blue. Got got finally got off blue um, in twenty fifteen, just after my son was born. Um, and then two years later, got my. So I got, got my purple then, got my brown in 2018. Um, yeah, and then was, was, was with them for, for, for all that time. Um, got approached by a friend of mine who, who owns a gym at Manly. And he said to me, dude, because I, I was, I'd quit work at that, at that point and was doing the stay-at-home dad because my wife got offered a new job. Right, and um, she wanted to get. She was on maternity leave. Wanted to go back to work after our second child. Uh, she said, "Why don't you take take the, the parental leave for a year? Um, spend time with the kids. You hate what you're doing, um, and let's look to do something else. And we, we can sort of spend that time to bring it out. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, got approached in August 2018 about." 
opening up a branch in Manly at a, at a inside a fitness gym. Um, spoke to the guy I was under at the time um, up at Gracie Gracie Northern Beaches. He did the whole thing, like the whole. You aren't a black belt, you can't open a gym, but you can open up whatever you want, but still come under me. But then eventually when the time comes and you get your black belt, then you can have your own Gracie affiliate. So I went, okay, cool. Sort of thought about it, sat on my hands a little bit. Then November 2018. What were your reservations? Pardon? What were your reservations? You said you thought about it. You're sitting on your hands. I did, I was, I was, yeah, I wasn't sure if, if you know, like it was just just trying to find things out and sort of suss it out. I um, mm. wasn't sure if it was one I wanted to do, if it was the right location. Like he put a lot of doubts in my mind. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything about running school. I knew mm. how to teach class, but how to run school. Because um, I started teaching from just when I got my purple. So I've been teaching for two years. Um, got to the point where he then offered to, to try to sell me the gym up there. Um, the deal didn't work out for his personal reasons and without getting into the details, he, he, he wanted a price. He named his price. I named mine. We had a disagreement. That's business. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that happens. And I, and I kind of knew, um, that was on the cards. If, if he didn't sell it to me, it was probably going to be the end of the, the, that, that relationship. Right. Um, okay. So took, took that as for what it was just another, you know, just, I just looked at it from the same perspective that we looked at before when I did my knee. It's not meant to be. So, mm. you know, um, left him, started up at um, CrossFit North head, teaching a couple of classes a week up there. Um, was and it was just a, it was the same as same as our friend John Smolius, like a bit of a Ronan. Um, didn't have an affiliate, didn't have enough money to, to pay for an affiliate either. Um, was just trying to get members, and kind of I was teaching part time up there. So you know, you know, you get you put in part time effort, you get part time results, and that's one thing I've learned, particularly mm-hmm. with my rehab, and and also friendships. You put in part time results, you get part time. You put in part time effort, you get part time results. And said to my wife, "Listen, this isn't working. Like, we need I either need to go back to a normal normal job, or we've got to go all in and rent somewhere." Mm. So we started looking to rent place. Yeah, it, it found found a couple of places that were, that were awesome. Ended up in the place we're in now. It was an ex CrossFit gym. We fitted that out. Um, that was May, April, May um, last year. So I've been here almost a year now. Um, it's got that started. With, I, I'd met John um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago at a Steve Maxwell seminar. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, John hosted it. At, 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 you, you just came in because you're a fan of Steve Maxwell. Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah. And then met John. John and I struck up. A, you know, like a, weren't friends, but we sort of we sort of follow each other on social media and sort of kept in touch. And then I turned up one day for a class after I'd opened up my gym here. I was just, I, I just wanted to be a student again. So went and sent him a message to do, can I come in and train with you? He said, yeah, man, you're always welcome. You know, that went in, um, went in, did, did, I think I did, a, I, did, I did a day class, I did a lunchtime class with him. Um, we got talking, he goes, what are you doing with yourself now? Have you got the gym? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sort of explains what we're doing. 
and that's how he introduced me to um, the Pedro Sauer Association. And that's how we came on board with Pedro Sauer. I was looking at other affiliates. I'd spoken to a number of others in the States, a couple in the, in, in the UK, a couple um, back in Brazil as well. And the Pedro Sauer just, just worked for me as far as having a curriculum um, the whole online system that they did, like it just it was it was an, wasn't over the it wasn't too over the top, but it was it was more than what rather than just saying you have to buy our patches and fly our flag. It was yeah. actually they actually gave you something for for your money, and the value for money that I'm getting getting from them has been outstanding. Plus, I'm in a network now with with with, with John and Phil and 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 all the boys in Melbourne. So, dude, it's awesome. Absolutely yeah, so awesome. Life's good. Yeah. So, but, and then the gym started to grow. As soon as, pretty much as soon as you moved in here, a couple of doubtful months sitting here like we are now, actually, given the whole coronavirus saga, sitting here on my own, hoping someone will turn up one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, then, pretty much as soon as we affiliated with Pedro Sauer, Pedro Sauer came out and did his seminar in October. John got his black belt, and then my, since then my gym's just exploded. Yeah, like yeah, like it's just it's just going, it's going, it's going, it's gone gangbusters and out. But now, given the whole Corona situation, we've all come to a bit of a standstill. Yeah, um, I want to ask you about that, but I I also want to know how how's your um, how has your I guess your jujitsu changed. Has it changed, or your mindset, your philosophy of it changed since getting exposure to the Pedro Sauer Association and John and those guys? Oh, dude, it's. And if it's changed, like like in what belt. ways? Yeah, oh, man, I feel like a white belt again. So I felt. I don't want to bag. I don't want to bag anyone because I think there are good. There are good. There are good teachers, there are bad teachers, there are good students, there are bad students. And I, I found that the, the system I was under before was kind of a very old school Brazilian system where it was a kind of scattergun approach to techniques and, oh, we'll see what we teach. Oh, what are we going to teach tonight? Oh, what does everyone feel like? You know, oh, I watched everyone roll the other day and your half guard is really bad. So let's do some half guard. Yeah. And you do the sort of the traditional form up of, you know, everyone, everyone lay on the floor and we'll do, you pick an exercise, you pick an exercise, you pick an exercise and we do 10 of each, like, and all that sort of stuff. But coming into, since I started training with John regularly, because I still go and train with John once a week, um, training with Phil and those guys, there's a system to everything. Hmm. You, you got, you got the set curriculum with Pedro Sal. We, we follow that religiously, particularly with my new guys that come in. That white um, to blue one. New guys, yeah, the white to blue. But we, we do the white to blue in the night and then we do the, the, my lunch classes all, are all advanced dudes. So we do the blue to purple with them. Um, we don't let new people roll until they beg me to roll. Yeah. They're literally going, dude, let me roll. I'm, I'm dying to roll. Okay, if you're, now, now you're ready. Like None of this, do you want to roll? I think so. Yeah. Can I say no? You want them to feel it yeah, a little bit first, right. hey. Yeah, like when I started, it was like, there wasn't, like, it was kind of like, you're rolling. You're like, is that a question or a, or a statement? Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I roll. <laughs> um, and that's just the way it was. So I, I find there's kind of like the old school jujitsu, like that authentic, fundamental sound jujitsu, 
with new school philosophy as far as indoctrination. Like, it's not like a hazing, like how I felt when I came on board, which I loved. Like, I didn't care. Like, I was ready to rumble. Um, mm. But you can see people that come in, most people aren't. And yeah, I see that. If you, if you want to have a competitive gym, then the hazings might be, you know, you're looking for, like, athletes and that kind of stuff have a gym focused on that, then that's perfect. But if you want to have a gym for everyday people where you want to grow your gym and teach everyday person jujitsu and the, how it benefits their life, then I don't know about how the hazing yeah. is going to last. People aren't going to last. No. Dude, I've got, I've got a guy. I've got a, a fa- <coughs> my, my older student is 50. Mm. Right. He's, so he's 50. His wife trains. I don't know how old she is and I'm sure she doesn't want me to say it anyway. Um, she trains. Their two sons train. So I've got a, Leo, the youngest one's four. His dad, Greg, is 50. And I've got everything in between. Mm. And everyone gets on. There's no competition. You know, like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just smooth. You know, let's like just get, everyone wants let's to just be get better at life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've had, you know, I've had injuries the same as everybody else has in, in their gym from stuff, but I've never had anybody come and say, oh, I don't feel, I feel uncomfortable. Mm. I don't want to be here because it's too hard. You know, like we just take it as it comes. And I think that's, you know, like like, like uh, Master Sauer, when he talks, he, he, he just explains everything so well. And also talks about his gym where he had 7,000 students go through his Utah school, 12 made it to black belt. Like, mm, in the early days, yeah. He, he, I've heard that. I've heard him talk about that as well. Yeah, that's not a good percentage. Yeah, that, that the attrition rate is not good. Yeah, so, so to, anyway, to, to sort of continue on with that question, uh, I feel like a white belt again. Like I feel like I've gone back to basics and back to mechanics, back to principles, back to fundamentals rather than a technique collector. And that's what I feel, that's what I felt like I was at the other gym. Like I sort of didn't have a skill set. I just had tricks mm. or party tricks that I could, that, that I could, that I could, that I could, that I could pull out of my gi. And you go from party trick to party trick to party trick. Whereas now I've got, a, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm building a system, mm. you know, and that, that, that's the difference that I'm finding. Um, even for me, like teaching the the white to blue curriculum, every time well, we, I think we're in our fourth cycle through it now, and every time I teach the Kimura, I'm picking up a detail. Yeah. Every time we teach um, the bear hug defense from behind, I'm picking up a detail. So you you know, like, and it's just endless. Like every time you you could just watch Master Sauer do the technique over and over and over again. You're still gonna learn something. Yeah, I've, I've I watch a lot of his videos, whether it's YouTube uh, on the TSD on TSD online. I watch that a lot. Or like blue to purple, purple to um, sorry, white to blue. Still, I watch that. I watch blue to blue to purple, all of them. Yep. And then I watch also some of the Brazil camps and stuff that we've got like a yep. big file share. And I pretty much just watch mostly for the most part strictly his stuff for the most part. Yeah. And I, I like to watch it volume on to get the key mm. details he's talking about, but then yep. I'll, re- I'll re-watch the same technique like 50 times. But but yep. I'm looking with my eyes with no sound trying to find the detail. Yep. And that like, uh, there's... 
yeah everything there like everything there's so much there's so much more to to um so many more details to learn than just listening to him because even listening to him is incredible don't get me wrong but sometimes there's so much more because you can't explain every detail of it in one move or one seminar that's right but if you watch the video and rewatch it you find it have you you've been to one of his seminars before yeah, I've been to like three, three in Perth, uh, in Sydney, and then when he came to Perth, I've been there. So I've pretty much every seminar since I started. Well, that I can have, get. To. Have you ever, have you ever felt him? Like, have you ever like? So when we're at the seminar in uh, John's, have when I got his black belt? And goes, yes. No. Right, I said, and John go. He says, what, "What? What do you want to learn?" I shot my hand up straight away. I said, "I want to learn mount attacks because we." Because John had touched on the the mount where they move off to the side and slide the knee up and, and all that sort of stuff. The offset mount. Like, yeah, the, the Pedro Sauer mount that's on yeah. the that's on the um on the website. And I went and I went. So I put my hand up. He goes, "Where you come?" And I went, "Okay, awesome." And he's what seventy years old. 60, 61, I think. Yeah, but don't do it. Don't. Oh, don't. Oh, you said yeah. oh, Let's go sixty. Yeah. <laughs> How much is it? No more than 70. I'd say 65, 70. Yeah, I'd say 70, 70, 70, 70 with, with all, with, with a heavy gear on. Yeah. Right? And I'm, a, I'm 110 and six foot two. Right. And he's on top of me and he goes, buck me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. He goes, come on, man, have a go. <laughs> like, he's just, yeah. Like he said, so you can feel that his stuff is legit, but you know, he's not forcing it. It's mm. just, it's just taking what's there, you know, and when he, and then he puts the strangle on and you go, you, you know, when you feel some guys, you go, okay, this guy is, this guy is forcing it. You go, okay, cool. Like I get the technique, you know, I get you trying to sell you, sell your DVD or whatever, mm. but you feel his, I mean, I've been to a Hickson seminar, felt Hickson do a couple of things as well. And you go, it feels different. Like it feels it's like authentic. They- yeah, they know something we don't. <laughs> yeah. They're like the invisible jiu-jitsu, <laughs> literally. Yeah, there's something going on, but whatever it is, it works. Yeah, you talked about selling DVDs. You might not, he <laughs> might not, but I fucking will. <laughs> you mentioned... Oh, the perfect the high, the high level. This mount, very sour. <laughs> Positional concepts and techniques of the mount. It's the purple to brown syllabus. Uh, it's got it's got concepts, positional concepts, and attacks and submissions. Two DVD set. Nice. I I paid 150 nice. for it. I it off um, Budo's online. You can buy it elsewhere. Oh, Budo, that's about good, yeah. 80 bucks, 100 bucks, mate. Yeah. Best digital investment in digital I have ever made. Yeah, if you just watch this on just your whole mount game, just build it off this. Nice. I, honestly. And, and that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, like you, you could end up going down, and I still do every now and again. I go down the, the YouTube rabbit hole, and you're watching, like, Night Jiu-Jitsu, and you're watching Bernardo Ferreira, and, you watch, and all these guys, and they, they're awesome. This stuff is great. And then I realise, what are you doing, you moron? Just go to Pedro Sauer online. It's yeah. all there. <laughs> you know, and they've even put in, in with the, like even now the the instructors from because everyone's shut down, um, the instructors are putting so much content up there now. You know, and, and there's TSC. so many guys who've been pardon? 
just in general, a lot of people are putting out heaps of free content, but I know on the Pedro Sauer online, the, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And there's, uh, but even there's so many dudes within, within our system, like we had Phil come up and teach a seminar here last year and I was just blown away. <laughs> like at, at how simple it was. And it was, it was, like side control, half guard, retain guard, 101 stuff, you know. Yeah. And then we had Rylan Lazares from, from Hawaii come out to John's um, a month ago. Dude, taught three things in the whole seminar that have changed everybody's guard pass. Mm. You know, like there's some like – within, within our system and within our affiliation and association – there's some absolute studs that are just like unknown because they're not on the competition circuit. Mm. They're in the lifestyle circuit. Yeah. And that's how I want my gym to be. It's a life, we're, we're a lifestyle gym. We're not a, we're not a competition gym. There's a push to sort of get a competition team going um, amongst us, but cool. Like if that happens, it's, it's awesome as well. But like I said, all, all my guys are lifestyle guys, and that's how, and that's what I'm getting. That's what I love about our system. There's another dude on there, um, Jim Kelly. Got some amazing stuff on the Pedro Saron line, like an absolute stud. And then, to, to, to another reason why we joined Pedro Sauer, um, guy named Nick Gregoriades, who has the Jiu Jitsu Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, the spirit of Jiu Jitsu. He did that. YouTube yeah, he's changed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he changed it all now. But I, I met Nick in 08 when he was out in Australia and we've been mates ever since. Like we just, you know, through social media. Sure. Um, he met a guy named Scott Smith who's got Gracie Louisville. Scott said, if any gym owners want to talk to me, hit me up on Facebook. I'll spend an hour with you. So I went, cool. Didn't know who he was affiliated with. Had no idea. Just sent him a message on Facebook. Said, dude, I'm just about to open up a gym. Um, goes, hook, goes, sent me a time. Can you do this time? Yep. So I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning our time, so I could get get online with him on Messenger. Um, spoke to me for an hour. Never once mentioned affiliation. Never once. Got to the point where we're sort of. I'd, I'd already been talking to Johnny Pedro. Sal was on my list. Jiu Jitsu Brotherhood was on my list. A couple of others were on my list. And I said, Scott. Who are you affiliated with? Like, I don't want to, like, that means nothing to me. Like, who are you affiliated He goes, I'm with Pedro Sauer. I went, oh. And it sort of, it really goes, man, I'm not going to sell it to you. If you're interested, ask me. Yeah. I went, okay. And I sort of pointed it to him and he goes, for what you're looking for, Pedro's your man. Okay, and it was just, and that was it. That was it. There was no. He never sort of mentioned anything about the curriculum. Never mentioned anything about the affiliation. What you you get, yeah. What you get for it. Yeah, he he listened to me talk and went, "Where you're headed is where we are." I'll leave it at that. And then that was that was that was that was the end of the conversation. I rang John. I said, "Dude, you need to hook me up with um with Mike and Jake over in Virginia," and started the process rolling from there. Yeah, there you go. And here we are now. So far, I mean, other than yeah. you know, we backtrack a couple of weeks before the virus and stuff all kicked off, life's going good, your gym's exploding, you're, I'm sure you're enjoying everything that you have so far with the gym and the, the affiliation. Yeah. 
you are. Sorry, that was a question. <laughs> um, the, the, the affiliations that the, the, the moving into the venue we're in now was the the the, be, the, the best decision we made, just because it gave us we 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 basically just went all in. Mm-hmm. Um, going with Pedro Sauer, we just doubled down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full time results, you know, full time effort, full time results, and that's what we're getting. And then when we found Pedro, like, and John said this to me, he goes, dude, when you come online with Pedro Sauer, your gym will explode. And mm. it's, it's literally, <laughs> I can, I can watch the, you know, it was, it was growing, and then it's grown up again. Yeah. And then every time a guy comes out, and maybe it's my, maybe it's the energy I pick up off, off when Pedro came out. Like Pedro came out, did the seminar. In October, I had ten sign-ups the next week. Yeah, there you go. Nothing to do with him. Like, it, like people don't even know who aren't jujitsu people don't know who he is. But it's just that energy that it, that he brings and the association like provides. Same as when Phil came out, everyone goes, December's a dead month. December January, it's a dead month. Okay, cool. Like I'm first first cycle, first time around the moon, so to speak, for us. Mm. Phil comes out a week later, three sign-ups. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like it's just, Ryan come do his seminar, six sign-ups. Like it's just, it's just the energy that we all give to one another that makes us all It's contagious. Grow. Yeah. Yeah, it is contagious. It's, it's contagious. Funny. Yeah. It's funny you it's say contagious. that about um, like Pedro coming out because I know that um, early on when I started at Higher Jiu-Jitsu, that was in 2016, February 2016. And we had maybe, I don't know how many students he had on the list completely, but the maximum we'd have in a class would be like 10, 15. If we're lucky, there was maybe 30 people, something like that in the academy, give or take. Uh, yep. And then over the, and Phil said after, well, in a seminar, sort of at the end of it, when he's just having a chat to everyone before he's wrapping it up, he was sort of saying like, look, we just affiliated with Pedro Sal probably three or four months after I signed up to the gym. And he was, Phil was saying like, you're yeah. affiliate of Pedro Sauer now, your gym is going to explode. Things are going to change. John's still a brown belt. Things are going to change. Your gym will grow now and then wait until you get your black belt. The world will open yeah. for you. So, and that's yeah. obviously, that was what, uh, October this year. Sorry, was yeah. it? Th- yeah, October this year, right? He's yeah. Great. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's probably stifled a little bit right now, but, the, you know, the, the um, momentum yeah. was there, and I'm sure it will continue. I, I, I'm, on, I'm on exactly the same trajectory as Johnny's, mm. like, or, or what? So, like, I was in the same boat. Like, when Pedro Sauer come, it was kind of like, okay, cool, we're, we're, we're paying rent now, you know, like, and we're paying our fees, um, you know. And, but then since then, we've... Bought two two batches of, of custom geese that we paid for in cash. You know, like we're, we're growing. You know, like so it's you know. And you look at wow, you, like even thinking about oh, geez, outlaying. You know that, that you know that, that that amount of money, like before Pedro came, was like holy crap! How much? How much? Like I was buying geese one by one. Yeah. Like, as people come in, they'd order online. I'd, I'd send it off to to our supplier. They sent me a gi back two days later. Like, it was just like that. Now, now we've got gis, you know, like, and we're still growing. Like, we're still in that early phase. And, you know, but we've just got so much in place now that we didn't have before. And it's, yeah. it's all because having the curriculum and 
John and Phil and Jake and Mike back in Virginia and, and all these guys in the network that you can just drop a line to or send a message to takes all the guesswork out of it for me. Mm. Now all I've got to worry about is getting people through, through the door. Yeah, you just got to focus on that. I'm and then I'm worry about what I'm going to teach. I know what I'm going to teach. I've got, I've got six months of lessons planned out. I know, what, I know, what, I know where we're going. Mm. So it's one thing to worry about instead of having this. And I can see why the other gyms have that sort of scattergun approach to, to teaching. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I find... I'm trying, trying, trying to buy T-shirts. <laughs> I know what you mean. I, like I find, and the, the way that the, the, um, the lessons are planned from white to blue, like it kind of, like from class one to class two to class three, it kind of moves through positions as well. So like the way that it flows, it makes sense, the progression of jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, and I've found even the gym I'm at now, Kaizen in Perth, we have, they don't have an official curriculum, but they do themes. So we might focus on a certain theme for a week. And, and they structure it that way, which kind of that still is beneficial in a way because your focus will be, all right, we're doing mount stuff this week. So then it's kind of like you come in for the week, you get a good look at mount and then it will slowly move through the positions. Yep. It's not the same, but it still, it still feels okay. Um, yep. But then I've been to seminars where they'll do uh, questions from every angle and it could be deep half guard, mount, back control, arm locks. And then it's so many, it's so fragmented that it's hard to, click it together, whereas which is... You can't, you can't fuse it together. Yeah, which is probably half yeah, the issue. It, Having a curriculum and being organised and stuff is probably why it helps so much. On, I mean, not to mention the fact yeah, and, and I find, that the jiu-jitsu is amazing. Yeah, I find that exactly right. Like, so when I was teaching back at, back at the, the school before, I... I went. I was teaching every Tuesday. I was teaching every Thursday. Then we moved it to Tuesday. So I was doing one night a week, uh, and it was. And so I was doing four lessons a month, sometimes five, depending on the, how the month felt. And I just. I said to the. I said to the. I said to, I said to the guy who's, who's. The two guys used to come to the class have followed me here, and I said to them, "Are you happy if I go mount for a month?" Mm. And they've gone. Can you? I went. Yeah. And then I said, so we'll do mount, then we'll do guard. Because that's where you get, if you get flipped, that's where you're going to end up. And okay. I said, then we'll do half guard. And we sort of, same as what Pedro Sal does, like it kind of flows into where you could end up, right? Yeah. Um, and they went, oh, please. It's so messy what we're doing. It's, I just don't know, like I can't, I've got all these things in my head, but I can't put them all together. If you can just do that. So my class started with two dudes. This is when I was teaching at the, at the other school and grew to 15 mm. all because of that. Like I wasn't, I didn't think I was, a, I wasn't a fantastic teacher in a, in a, I'm still, you know, I still probably a blue belt as a teacher, to be honest. Um, mm. You know, back then I was a white belt as a teacher, but because I had that structure and I went, listen, we're just going to do a month of this. Like, and we'll just flow it on. And, like I said, guys who were like, I had brown belts coming to my class because they just went, and I was a purple belt teaching, and they went, dude, we just need some structure. Mm. I went, cool. Like, and, and they give as much to the, to the technique as what we were doing, but because we could just, we go, next week, we're still going to stay in half guard. We're not leaving half guard. We're going mm. back. Okay, cool. And they'd all, everyone would come and research things as well. And, they, and I'd say, this is what I'm going to teach. And then I teach it and then they go, oh, cool. I found you could do this as well. And then we, we became a 
co-op rather than you know a dictatorship and that's you know and that's what i want from my gym as well like i'll get up i'm happy to get up and teach teach the technique and i love teaching the technique but then i'll go guys give me your problems or give me a solution Mm. like what's the like because everybody learns i find everybody learns differently some people some people learn by watching some people learn by contributing some people learn by by doing like everybody's different so Mm. you know and and you know yourself brad like you you teach teach them that teach the let's say the cross collar choke from mount right simple choke that you learn first first day pretty much but pulling it off in a roll is hard because you get rolled every single time until you learn to do a couple of tricks with your mount and maintain mount right but I struggled with that for, for the longest time because I didn't have flexibility in my wrists. So I, so I found a couple of ways to, to adjust it. And not everyone is physically capable of doing all these moves. Like some guys don't have the hip mobility to pull off the arm, the arm bar from, from mount. So what do we do? We have to find another way to do it or we've got to give them an extra option. And that's, that's what I like about what we're doing here and what the Pedro Sauer system offers. There's rigidity with flexibility. Mm. That's, what, that's what I'm finding. A lot of my guys are getting a lot out of um, having, having that structure. And they know, hang on, I'm going to see this again. I may, not, I may have this at 75% and I can get it to 80% as I roll, but then we're going to see it again. Yeah, and when I then I can take it from eighty to eighty-five, and we just keep going and keep yeah. going and keep, and it'll come back again. Not like I wonder when I'm going to see that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and like, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. It's too hard. I'm not going to worry about it. And a lot of the times, you need to see things multiple times. It's hard to just pick, do something once, and then walk away knowing what to do or have the right feel for it. Sometimes you miss details and you, it doesn't work. You can't get it to work in a roll and then you see it the next time or the third time and it comes back around and then you're like, right. things start to click. Ah, that's the, that light bulb moment. Ah, that's what I was missing. Yeah, but it's exactly like what you said with, with watching. You watch, the, watch Master Sauer do a technique. You watch it with the sound. Then you turn the sound off and you watch it another 50 times. It's the same when you roll. You do... I teach the cross choke from out. I like using that as an example because it's, it's my new favorite choke. Teach that from out. Cool. I pull it off on a white belt. I pull it off on a blue belt. Pull it off on a purple belt. Just. All right. Get to another brown belt. Why isn't it working? Yeah. If it, if it doesn't work on him, it's not going to work on a black belt. Yeah. So what do I have to do? I have to keep going at it. I can't just go, oh, yeah, I'll forget that choke. It's too hot. It's not going to work. No, I'm missing a detail. Or he's got an advanced escape. So what do I need to do? I need to tighten it up. Yeah. I need to add in another component. I need to add in a different grip. I need to adjust the grip. This, hey, cool. Yeah. Well, no, know yeah, when well, to abandon it and to move on to the next thing in your in your system. Exactly. Like, and it's it's instead of just being a, 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 like a technique collector or a party trick collector, and then go have I've got a I've got this special technique for this but your arm has to be here for me to do this technique. Well, why would I put my arm there? If I know that's what you're going to do. Mm. I, want to, I want techniques that are going, I want to have a depth. I want to have a, a small collection of techniques that are so deep that I can keep going. I can go deeper. When you, when you hit rock bottom, I'm still digging. Yeah, still yeah, yeah. That, that, that's how I want my techniques 
to be. That's beautiful. Black belt fundamentals. Sounds like that's what, that's what you're saying. Pretty much. <laughs> like, when you look at uh, like all, all the guys I admire who are still are still rolling, and and even even the newer guys who are, who are like the top of the food chain guys. Like you look at Gordon Ryan's game. Well, he's probably the you know, he'll tell you himself he's the best in the game at the moment. And he, I don't think I don't think you can I don't think you can argue. The results are pretty hard <laughs> um, to refute. Yeah, the results are hard to hard to refute. Um, Shanji Herbero still going, still competing, nearly forty. You know, like what what what's you know even Bashesha to a, to an extent as well. Like those guys, like and they're they're battle testing this stuff. Like apart from the footlocks with Gordon Ryan, which are I don't think uh, anything too fancy, right? They're just, people just aren't exposed to him as much as what they should be. He's not doing anything that everybody can't do. Mm. He just does it better than everyone. Mm. Jiu-Jitsu yeah. is really fundamental. His fundamental so understanding sharp. is, yeah, exactly. It's so sharp. Yeah. It's razor sharp. Like, like you look at him in the last ADCC, Red Naked Jokes. Yeah, I I read something um, today that said something along the line of like Instagram. I'm always scrolling through. Said something along the lines of um, uh, jujitsu doesn't make any mistakes. People do exactly, and like that's yeah. that's literally that's right. And that's it's just like so- a lack of knowledge, uh, timing is off, whatever it may be. That's yeah. that's the problem. It's and and, and, and it's exactly like like Master Sal says. Um, Jiu-Jitsu is good, but it doesn't make miracles. <laughs> it's not like as if he, he's he's the chosen one. Like he's just like Gordon Wright. He works harder than anybody. Like he's he's putting the time and he's putting the effort in. He's taking the time to make the connection and make that un- understanding. You know, like like dude, like all those guys. I, I want. I want to. I don't want to be. Not that I'm going to compete again, but I don't want. I don't want my, my school to be cyclical where it's like oh like everyone here is really good at the moment because nobody else knows how to do this mm. or we've got this like n- 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 not not bagging not bagging the barambolo because i don't i don't know enough about it to to really critique it but let's say barambolo or, or like i don't know like what, what what's another sort of thing that's like another fad like i don't i don't want my gym to be a fad gym i want it to be like a long-term gym where, where people can come in, they can do jujitsu, they can do whatever they want, but your principles will always work. Mm. And if the principles are always working, you know, like you hear the stories and, and I, I'm, I'm guessing it's true because you hear it enough of like world champions coming into Hickson's gym after winning or winning the IBJJF world title and getting demolished by his regular guys because their principles are so sound. Mm. And they just, it just works. Like it's jujitsu that works all the time. It's timeless. And mm. that's what I want my dream to be. And that's what I found when I came back and started rolling um, with, with John, I was going way too hard. I was using way too much strength. I was just being as, as overly athletic and burnt. Like it just wasn't, wasn't like it's not sustainable. How did that go for you against John as a fellow brown belt at the time and as someone who is what? How much lighter than you is he? He's probably 80 kilos, oh, 85? He, 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 
I think he'd be like 75 kilos if he's had a good feed. Um, <laughs> how, did it, how, did, how did it work for you? I, I, he mouse trapped the crap out of me. So, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> you know, like, th- th- it's the same thing. Not, 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 not criticising anyone by saying this, and Phil says it himself at the seminar, like I've got a couple, like, dude, ask the boys from higher. Like, the, my, my gym's like Land of the Giants. Like yeah. I've got six guys over 100 kilos, and if I don't have good technique, none of us are going to flip anybody. Yeah, none of us are going to submit anyone. It's going to be it's, it, we may as well we may as well make it the CrossFit Games on the map because it's only going to be it's going to be survival of the fittest. It's going to be who who can do something at the end when somebody gasses. Mm. It's not going to be who's got the better technique. It's going to be who who who's got the who's got the biggest gas tank, and that's you know. Like Phil says, he goes, for a big guy to come in and sort of step, take a step back, turn turn the intensity down and go with the technique, you, like it's a superpower for me. Mm. If I can get my technique right at my size and my weight and, and my strength, when I turn the strength on, I'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I can turn the strength on, well, then even better. Yeah. I see that in um, my coach, Brandon. He's very, very good rolling with him. Yeah. He's, he's a solid guy. He's big. I don't know what he, I think he's about just shy of, he's like mid nineties, I think like low nineties, 90, 90, 95 kilos, something like that, which is pretty he's, solid, bigger than most people. He's very, he's like annoying six, yeah. six, one, maybe six, two. My, I, I'm terrible at looking at people and going, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. X. I'm just guessing here, but yeah, he, he feels way heavier than he is because his technique is very good. Not, but he's also been doing jujitsu for like 20, 20, 25 years. So there's, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. But he's, yeah, yeah. he talked a lot about um, focusing on technique and longevity and yeah, yes. 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 those sorts of things. So I still, yeah, I mean, they're key. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter where you're from, but those, those key principles, if you have a focus on them, you'll succeed. Exactly. And mate, my, I've got a four-year-old son who will be five in three months. Mm. Um, in another 20 years when he's 25 and he's just starting to get into it now, like we've given him a gi and because of the whole lockdown with the coronavirus stuff, we're doing, as you, as you saw on Instagram, yeah. we're doing crazy games every day in my house. I've, got the, like we've, I've laid mats in the lounge room. Um, he's going, Dad, can we do jiu-jitsu? And I'm like, yeah, cool, let's do jiu-jitsu. So pretty much every day with him on the mats. And that's and I and I think I'm 43. He's 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 four. So another 25 years, I'll be, I'll be nearly 70, and he's going to be 25. And if I can bash, if I can bash him when I'm 70, it's going to be because of the technique. Because I'm not going to have the size. I'm not going to have the strength. I'll probably still have the size. I'll probably be fat, but um, I'm not going to have the strength. Like it's going it's going to go. It's yeah. it's inevitable. What life's not, you know, Father Time's not going to not going to hold hold on for any of us. If I, but I'm going to have to develop technique because he's, he's going to be a beast. Like he's a monster already. Like he's so thick. Um, if I don't have the technique, he's going to run over me, and I'm, I can't let him beat me. <laughs> <laughs> There's always going to be those breaking rights in the house. <laughs> he's only allowed to beat you when you let him. <laughs> <laughs> the, day, the day he beats you is the day I go in the box. <laughs> <laughs> so how how has the um coronavirus how's that changed things for you personally 
and even across the from let's go from a jujitsu perspective and like just your family and your gym and stuff um so so from so let's look so, so from a jujitsu perspective we all knew it was coming right mm. um john rang me so, so we've been in full lockdown now for almost a week it'll be a week this friday um John, so for John, for example, and Phil and, and the, a lot of the other boys um, from our association, it's their second week. Um, John rang me and said, dude, I'm, I'm closing the gym. Like I, 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 he had his reasons. I said, dude, stay open. Like I, I didn't want him to close. I said, let's just modify things. I'm staying open for the week. I'm going to hold on as long as I can. Yeah. We modified our session, um, made it no contact, did some movement stuff. Um, my kids still wrestled because they all go to school together anyway. Um, they're either brothers and sisters or they're in the same, same school. So it made no difference. So they wrestled. The adults, we sort of avoided it. Um, and then we went into lockdown anyway. So it's been a week now. Everything has come to a screeching halt. I think I, myself and another gym, at two suburbs up, we were the last two to close on the beaches. Everybody all shut down two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so... It, uh, Obviously, that's affected me. Cash flow has come to a screeching halt. Um, we're in the throes of applying to have our mortgages paused, um, speaking to the landlord, which is a bit of a saga in itself um, because of the building. I mean, they, they look like they're trying to sell this unit, which is could be good for me because the roof needs to be replaced and that's what happens when they sell here. Um, mm -hmm. So that could work out quite well um, as far as financially for us. So we're sort of waiting on the government to see what the rental assistance is for commercial properties. Um, that's, so that's, uh, and I'm also having to apply for the, to the job starter, new kick thing, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, that one. Um, just, and just we're just battening down the hatches pretty much and trying to survive. Yeah. yeah, which is I mean we're all the, the good the good thing and the bad thing is we're all in it. Mm. This isn't this isn't like when I did my knee and it's just dude you're on your own. Yeah, you know that's it's an interesting thing. Like there's because there's yeah the idea of losing your job and applying for new starter and stuff like even at my age at 29 and I'm sure at yours, it's pretty tough on the ego to do that. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And it would be, it'd be, I can, yeah, it'd be very difficult thing to accept, but under the circumstances and what's happening and the whole world is having this problem, you know, like Monday, I'm just, and I don't like my job. I have no plans on staying in the job that I have. I, I have plans on moving back to Sydney, getting a corporate yep. gig and kind of resuming life there. But, Yep. Man, I have so much gratitude that I have a fucking job because on Monday, 40,000 people lost theirs. So I'm in no position yeah. to be... I think they said you know, on... I was just reading an article before we got online um, exactly what we are just talking about. Like I was just kind of seeing what the latest update was because I've... My wife's the same. Her, her, she, she works for a company called um, Wimptoria. Yeah. So they're based out of... They're based out of like in the same... She works from home pretty much. Yeah. Um, but they've got like TriStar shut down a month ago. Um, mm. SBG. Yeah. yeah. For us, the hubby. For us, the yeah, yeah. with them. Um, Longo and Weidman are with them as well. Um, like some big names in the, in the MMA world. Um, SBG. Like, like On Kavanaugh, Coach, Conor McGregor. 
Yeah. Yeah. Coach Cav's one. Coach Cav's a, a founding member, um, and and one of the directors in in the Euro- European um, side of things. So like some big big names, and they've all shut down too. Like so, they their cash flows come to a screeching halt as well. She's got no job technically, but they're all sort of just in a holding pattern. Like your job's frozen, like your income's frozen, but can you keep working? It's kind of like we've got nothing to pay with, but when it kicks off again, we'll have all this cash flow. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's, a, it's unprecedented times. Mm. That's, and I think that's why the government's bringing in so many new policies so quickly. Yes. Doubling, doubling the new starter, like putting mortgage repayments on hold, uh, thinking about how students, like universities, oh, not curriculums on hold at university. Also, I don't know the ins and the outs of everything because it's so much probably going to get done next year for us, like in New South Wales. Like it's just, it's just, mm. it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, it's, uh, it's just. Um, so, when did you close exactly? What did, What was the day? Monday. This Monday. The twenty third. Yeah, okay. I think my yeah. gym off memory closed over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. They were going yeah. to do, for the next couple of weeks, they were going to do small um, group classes with one to four people and you and yep. going to do it a couple of times through, like throughout the day, maybe three yep. or four hours, like separate classes, and you'd book mm-hmm. it in. They had it all set up and everything. I'd imagine the time they had to put in or even the money they spent to get the scheduling and stuff, the app that they used or the website they used, and that, and yep. then over the weekend when things changed, they just pulled the pin on that and closed the gym as well. And are they the, doing anything online at the moment? Uh, like, well, I'm still in the closed Facebook group for higher jiu-jitsu and all of yep. higher jiu-jitsu sort of membership side of things. I'm still involved in all yep. of that. So I see John doing his movement classes and um, exercises and things like that, putting in nutrition, yep. all sorts of different stuff. Kaizen's yeah, just throwing information at people. We're, yeah. yeah, we're doing a very similar thing here in, the, in Perth as well. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. Um, I'm actually gonna give John a call, and um, I'm actually think I, I spoke to a mate of mine who's got a gym up on the Gold Coast, and um, he's doing online classes. So he's basically, just got his got a curriculum set up. Um, he's got an instructor in there. He gets the guys on Zoom. Kids mm. come on board. They do they do star jumps. They do push ups. They do some sit ups together. He gets them to set up a, a dummy with 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 a pillow and does some chokes and stuff like that. So yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I'm keen to do that, but also, it's hard. I think that I don't think that's going to last long now. I think I think you'll get a, get a couple of months out of that at most, and people are going to go, eh, "Just wait." Yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't. How how has it gone on you for memberships? Have you had many people stay on to support still? Yes, yeah. I had two cancellations um, prior to, and and both of them were people who who had been the single parents. And their income had been affected, yeah, through speculation more than actually in, in the seriousness of of the the, the pandemic. Yeah. Um, everybody else since then, like we've given them a couple of options as to what they can do and how they can help us out um, to basically just to sort of keep them on board. And so far, I haven't had responses from all of the parents and all of the members yet, but most of them are sticking with us. Mm. I think, yeah, the, the important thing, obviously, yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's a, like you said, it's unprecedented times. People are losing jobs. Like yeah. I'm, I'm still in a full-time job right now. So I'm, I'm going to continue my membership at Kaiser and I'm going to support them as best as I can. 
Because I think that yeah. if, if you, and even higher jujitsu, like I spoke to John yesterday and I said, mate, what, what rashes have you got? Let me buy one. And if, if I have to transfer yeah. the money now and then wait for the order to come in, I'll do that. Yeah. Like you, yeah. And I, I, yeah. I'm also going to do like, um, put some stuff up online. But so I'm going to start some online classes next week. Mm. I just said to the boy, if you ever want any equipment, we've got all our suppliers and sort of, um, let me put an order in for you, get it delivered to your place. That way you, you know, we're not sort of getting in contact with one another, but also keeps our suppliers in business. I've had, I've had one guy order some mats through me. His young bloke trains and his younger son comes on the mats anyway, but isn't actually a member. So he wants to buy a gi for his younger son. So the three of them can do jiu-jitsu together as well. So, mm. you know, like... I think, yeah, it's, it's tough, mate. I think that the... I guess it's like speaking to whoever's listening. If you're, if you're a member of a gym... Right, and you still have your job, and you can afford. And even though it's tough times, look, if you can't pay your membership, you know you have to survive yourself as well, right? But if yeah. you can, if you can, even if there's, even if they offer, Kaizen's doing fifty percent membership cost at the moment, and then I think um, once the gym reopens, I think they are going to leave it at fifty percent for that same amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that seems to be the consensus. So if, if you can I've help. Done, I've done and then giving them another option where I've got, they can pay a hundred percent now. Mm-hmm. And then if it goes for 10 weeks, they'll pay 50% for 20 weeks. Yeah. So it evens so out long-term. Everyone works out even. Everyone works out. You're only paying for what you're getting eventually. Yeah. Because sort of, I just need to try and keep some cash flow coming in. Because we're only like, we're still a relatively new gym. You know, we're covering costs and we're making a little bit, but we're not making a lot either. So it's kind of, you know, it is what it is. And I'm not the only gym that's like that. I mean, we're also quite fortunate. There's a lot of gyms that are like that. They're just enough to get by. Pretty much, yeah. And also I think think the jiu-jitsu gyms and and like the Muay Thai gyms and like, it's a community, it's like, whereas say Fitness First, for example, it's not a community. Yeah. just paying for a yeah, so, so cancel that shit. Fucking see you later. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel you. And, and, and I feel bad. Like there's a gym next door to me where I go and train. Like, literally, if I, if I ran through my wall, I could go into that gym. Um, I, I paused my membership because I didn't know, I don't know how much money I'm going to have. Yeah. You know, like I, and I've pretty much had to put everything on hold, which is, you know, I feel guilty doing it. But like you said, you it, it's it's... You know, we've kind of got to, as soon as we start back up, that starts back up. So, you know, like it's, and I'm still trying to, they've got a cafe attached to it, which is still open, doing takeaway. So I'm trying to go to there. We've got a local cafe. I'm trying to go and buy a coffee once a day just to sort of keep it going. Because like, other than that, like we've got, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> so, yeah. It's not like I can take my son to the movies or and it, like he's harassing me to go to play mini golf. Can't do that. So yeah. then he goes, can we go to the pool? No, we can't go to the pool. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like I was saying, like it's, it's tough. That's why if you, if you can support your gym, whatever they're offering, whatever sort of path they're offering, if you can do it, do it. Cause it is the community that you want to return to when you come back. And I guess the way, and if you can't do that, maybe look, we, we all train jujitsu. We all wear geese. We all have rashies. You're going to need one in the future. Why not just fucking buy it now when it was going to be, yeah. 
the most important for them, that little bit of cash flow. Yeah, that's true. Get their oh, inventory oh. low, give them the cash. Yeah. You're going to have the gee when things start back up anyway, so fucking just buy it now. That's right. And, and for me as well, if I can – my wife and I have spoken about it, and there's so many, as we've discussed before we came on air, government's doing a lot, and, they're, and they're, you know, they're giving us access to super. And I mean, we've got a financial – planning company that, that we that we that my wife and i use who, who they're onto it you know he's sending me emails every couple of days listen we've just done this i've just changed this over this has happened here this stimulus package is this we're onto it i'm getting these documents ready for you like you know like it's it's it's, it's kind of galvanizing as a community up here especially like i live on the northern beaches it's a it's a big area but we all we're all pocketed off, and it's, it's yeah. really galvanising. And even John and I spoke um, uh, a week ago, and he said, "Dude, once we're up and running again, you and I are going down to Melbourne to teach a seminar down there." Oh, okay, cool. You know, and that's like, and then we're gonna we're gonna fly Phil and Cam up um, fr- from down there, and, and Murat and all that sort, of, and all those boys put them up up here and teach free seminars here for our guys. Just mm. as a, a thank you for the for, for the loyalty, and and you know to say thank you for stick, sticking with us, you know like and he, here's a free seminar. Here's you know here's some knowledge that you're not going to get from me, mm. you know. And I spoke to I ran into one of the other guys at a local gym here. He was the last one to shut down with me. Ran into him at Woolworths. Said the same thing. He said, "There, when this opens up, I'm getting some guys up to do." He goes, "Count me in. We're coming. All my crew will be there. Can we host mm. them at our gym as well?" Like, yeah, cool. We'll do that. You know, so it's, it's just it's just the um, it's just that unknown as far as time. You know, like and that's for me that's the cha- that's the next challenge for for, for, for us um, and for me personally. Like everything else has been like a blooming out, and they're like, okay, you, you're out for a year. You know, before you can run again and do all that sort of stuff. And you're like, okay, cool. So then. It is what it is. Nine months. Nine months. I'm squatting again. You know, like so. I go, okay, cool. That that that's my challenge. You say a year. I say I say it's not. I say nine months. Mm. Um, but right know, but now, this one, it's such an unknown. Like, yeah. and then you got, you know, like like my my one of my wife's friends. Her her husband thinks it's a fucking conspiracy theory. He's still working. Yeah, working in the city with all his mates, going to the gyms. Like they've set up their own gym in an office. Like so. You know, we're just at the mercy of so many um, outside factors, which you can't control. And that's that's the challenge. I'm in the same position with my job as well, waiting for them to close. Feel like they're not doing enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not getting any, not getting any news from them. What they're doing, what they're trying to do. Where if the if they close, like at what point are they going to close? Like nothing, zero correspondence. yeah, is I mean that, and that that's going to be the the I mean and it's easy it was easy for me and like John and I and I'm John and I just going let's just lock down now like lock 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 down the country you know and it's because we're the we're selfishly we're the first ones to go we're going to be the first out we're, we're the first ones to shut the doors we're probably going to be the last to open them mm. because of the contact and the way that we did like you know like it's it, like they want to flatten the curve we're at the, we're at the bottom of the curve we're not going to come back in until the curve's at the bottom again mm. so you know whereas other, other businesses are going you know like the last ones to close I'll be the first to open yeah you'll get you'll get people on the other side of it that are thinking uh, good opportunity to open early and get some members 
from like other gyms, you know, like, we're, hey, we're open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. People yeah, will exactly. see that. But, yeah. but that's, that goes yeah. back to the whole community thing that you mentioned. And that's why I was saying um, gyms like Kaizen and like higher jiu-jitsu, and they still have, obviously they've got some turnover because of what's happened and that's expected under the circumstances. But they have their Facebook groups and they're doing different, you know, movements, mobility, just yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu exercises, just general um, workouts yeah. and things that's like that. Cool. So yeah. they're trying yeah. their best to add as much value to everyone that they can give them yeah. the circumstance that we're in. So that's the, that's the community yeah. aspect of yeah. it. Keep, keep that. And you've got people going. who don't connect unless you're on the mat. Mm. Like that's, that's the, the, their connection is coming through my doors or coming through John's doors. They don't see each other socially because they live on, especially where I live, man, I could sell into that. Like, like if my gym's in the middle and they live on the, on the, on the South side of my gym and the other one lives on the North side of the gym, they, they ain't crossing over. And they're, but they're a kilometer away from one another. Yeah. It's just the way it is with you. So, yeah. you know, like that's where it's up to, I think that's up to us as well. To sort of, like I read an article um, before all this sort of stuff blew up about um, being, a, being a business leader. And that's part of like, we need to lead this charge to galvanize people and keep people connected, um, you know, through jujitsu. Like it's just, we have to adapt. You know, hmm. we can't roll together, but there's no reason why we can't get together in a park, stay two arm lengths away from one another and talk. Yeah. And just say, hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you, you can jump on Zoom and have a massive group chat. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know like, and, and we, 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 we've got a few um, partners, so to speak, that, that, that we work with. And one of them is a, a thing called Man Anchor and a guy named Steve. And we did a seminar for the book. We did. We jumped on the bandwagon the same as everybody else and did, did the bushfire seminar thing. Um, but when then we decided as a gym, hang on, you've got this big concert, that's great. Celeste Barber, 100 million or whatever, whatever she collected, awesome. There's enough there for those people, right? So we gave it to Steve, who's a local guy, you know, just trying to, trying to improve men's mental health. So mm. we, we, get, we get to him. And now... He's going to come down. We're going to probably do something with him in the future. Do a group chat online. Everyone okay? How you feeling? Let's have a chat. He wants to meet up. Let's go for a walk. You know, let's go hang. When we live live 500 meters from the ocean here, let's let's all, let's all go sit on the hill and yeah. and drink a coffee, help our local business, and make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. Any 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 waves near you? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be coming over to visit <laughs> trying to get, get a surfing in the morning and do a weekend class or something. Dude, there's about, dude, I think we've got 22 beaches. Yeah. Oh, fuck. From, from Manly to Palmy. Yeah. So like I said, like, like, like we discussed earlier, there's a couple you don't go to, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll guide you the right way. <laughs> yeah, please do. I actually, so I grew up when I was young, like 12, 13, 14, go school holidays, I'd go to Yanship where my cousins live and they, yeah. they obviously live on the beach. So they were like full on into yeah. bodyboarding and they've yeah, done that nice. since they were kids. And when we, we were young enough to do it at a stage where like you learn how to drop in, how to turn left, how to turn right, how, when to yeah. like, look at the wave and know which way to go. Like just ba- just the yeah. basics, um, not great, yeah. but enough to know. And then enough to keep going. And when you're young, you get that like instinct that you just kind of still have. It never leaves. Yeah. So um, I have the last few months like being hanging out with my cousin Heaps, recently bought a board, 
bought fins and now yeah, I think nice. I recently was in Margaret River surfing all weekend or Dunsborough I should say. Definitely sharks, man. Oh, <laughs> t- oh, man. I, I was like I don't know what it is with jujitsu and they say jujitsu, like yoga, surfing, that like there's all that like mind, mm. uh, sorry, mind, body, yep. soul type thing. But I, th- yep. I don't know if it's just, just constant fear of death, maybe because jujitsu is like, everyone's trying to kill you. And then you go in the water and the whole <laughs> time you're in the water, like no bullshit, man. I'm, I'm in the water and I look <laughs> I look to my left, I look to my right, and I'm making sure there's always someone on either side of me and someone deeper than me. <laughs> and then always... Yeah, We're land animals. that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then you just say, there is always in the back of your mind, like, just great white. I had a, I had a hammerhead beneath me on the weekend. Uh-huh. No word of a lie. Dude, like I said to my wife all the time, like, because jujitsu, you know, jujitsu, like when you work and then you teach, you teach a, a class a week, right? Like, mm. say, Oscar or or, or, or Nick or one of those guys at higher. Yeah. And you go, cool. Like, you know, like, then when you teach full time, you kind of go, hang on. I've just lost, I've just lost my outlet because now it's my job, right? So, it's a, you know, you've got to find something to replace it. And I said to my wife, what, what am I going to do? Like, you know, like, did you t- I need to do something because I can't just, you know. And she goes, why, why, why don't you get back into surfing? And I'm like, hmm, I've kind of got this mad favorite of sharks. So I'm kind of like, I'm not that fearless guy anymore. I'm kind of going, maybe I'll get into hunting because I'm kind of, I like, like everyone does jiu-jitsu. I listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. And I'm kind of going, maybe I'll get into hunting. And she goes, what? what's wrong with you? And we went to a friend's farm and did some shooting and she goes, oh, is this because when we went up, we went out to, um, to Molong? I went, yeah. And she goes, yeah, I saw your face when you came back in after you just shot two roos. You were just over the moon. I went, yeah, maybe. maybe. I said, and then I said to her the other day, I said, told you, should have been a hunter. We'd have, we'd have deer for months. If we, <laughs> <laughs> have some elk in the fridge. We'd my whole, fa- my whole family would be on the, carna- the, the carnivore diet at yeah. the moment. El- elk and jalapenos, <laughs> isn't that what he does? <laughs> just have the, 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 the fridge in the gym just stock full of, stock full of deer. So. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll, look, I'll let you go because we've been pushing an hour and a half. How much do you have? You, do you have much more? Uh, excuse me. Do you have any extra time? Dude, I'm, I'm here all night. I'm, mate, kids are in bed. I'm, having, right. I'm, 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 I'm having fun. Sweet. All right. Good, good, good. Do you want to, I don't know. Have you got any more beers with that? Have you got any more beers? Mate, I'll get another one. Do you want to get another one? I'll get another one. We'll be back in two minutes and we'll resume. I'll be back before you. I'm right here. So, so unprofessional of me. Cheers. Cheers. Drink. Drinking on the job, but I just don't give a fuck. Right, some percent of the times we can write our own rules at the moment. Yeah, true. Just well, that and that—that's the—that's the flip side to the to this coin, in my opinion, of the whole Corona, COVID, whatever you want to call it. It's a new thing. It's completely unprecedented. Like there's been nothing like this in our lifetime, and I think there's two sides to that. You know, like. One, you could, you could say that our generation never really been tested in this yeah, regard. True. We're soft. You know, like, a, yeah, you could say that. I kind of agree. Um, but like our parents came off the back end of 
World War II. Well, my parents did anyway. Yeah. Um, they were born straight afterwards. So, they, so they've still got their hangover from their parents of like, hang on, the Great Depression, post, post-war, post-war babies, like all that sort of stuff. So they're kind of a bit more cautious, I think, than what we are. We, we, we've never seen hard times. We've never seen an enemy on our doorstep, so to speak. Mm. You know, we've never had submarines coming into the harbour like like my grandparents had to put up with. They've never been conscripted to go to war, you know. So it's kind of, you know, everything else, everything we've been, oh, it's so horrible. But everything, is it's all on YouTube. Mm. It's all, on, you know, watch the news cycle. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible what's going on out there. Like, okay, cool. Now, now, now we've got to deal with it. Now, now we've got to galvanise, you know, now we've got to come together. But then, like I said, the flip side to that coin is who, there's no precedence. We, we, we can write, we, we, we can deal with this any way we want, mm. you know, like we can adapt. The real, you know, like you hear. I think the real interesting thing will be the way that you, because you're talking about galvanising and you were mentioning communities earlier and that's the, that's the key yeah. to getting past it really obviously the government needs to make the decisions but the people if it gets to a point the people the people will push the government and force the government that's what will yes. happen if they don't if they don't make any decisions to lock down the people will force it but it's i reckon so it it'll extend i think it'll extend beyond just states and beyond even australia and what we do i think it'll be a good it'll be a good practice to see how the whole world can come together it, at a time like this, because at the end of the day, like this is Earth, we all share it. It's you know? and you know, like Joe Rogan, for example, talks about this big thing spinning in around, you know, spinning a million miles an hour through the orbit or whatever. Like, but we're yeah. all on this together, and that's that's true. Right. It's now, so yeah. we're all on the ground and just hanging on. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all how it all comes together in the end, and hopefully, we can minimize. Um, yeah, dude, it's, 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 quite, it's quite ironic when you struggle think about as it. as much as possible. Because we're not allowed to go anywhere near one another, but we have to come together. Mm. Like it's, it's, you know, if we don't come together now, then this just drags on until we get a vaccine, mm. which could be 18 months away. Like I wonder... Let's hope... Let's hope it's not. Let's hope we can all, like I said, galvanise unite, whatever, come to, you know, do the right thing for the, for, for, for the greater, a greater purpose, which is what I think, I think a lot of people uh, are missing today. You know, like, and I think that's what, for me, like, the, everything ties back to jiu-jitsu. Like, you've got to train with the purpose. You've got to roll with the purpose. You can't just go, okay, okay just come in and just do a session. You know, like, it's not... It's not not here to work out. Like a lot, lot, life's not a workout. Life's, a, you know, like you've got to make it. It's got to have a purpose. You've got to have your goal. And that's tying back to my story. When I blew my knee out, I had no purpose. Mm. Like I, I didn't understand the difference between having fun and being happy. For mm. me, they were, the, the, you know, when they're not, they're mutually exclusive. Like they're two completely different things. And I think that's what we need. To, that's what needs to happen now. Like, you know, like it's good because it's kind of, it's good. it can be good in a way because people are going to have to actually really appreciate their jujitsu gym. For, 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 I, I hope anyway, or they're going to appreciate their freedom, their liberty, their their ability to 
go out in public and congregate and hang around and just loiter for lack of a better word. Appreciate other people. Yes. Not being confined and isolated. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. uh, Yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to go. It's different. It's a... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just one, I'm just one dude with my own mind, and it's interesting to see how, like you talked about galvanizing, and you get people. There's some people on social media that are sort of like you know self isolate and stay home, and that's one push. And then you see videos online of other people who are in shopping centers going through buying everything they can get, and now that there's limits on things, they buy the limit, and then they walk out the door, come back around, go through and do it again. It's like, come on. It's, it's, it's got, the, I mean, that, that, that mentality that, that, is so destructive to everyone. Dude, but that, that, that ship's got to order correct soon. Surely people, like my, my, my in-laws, their, their fridge blew up last weekend. So they came over to us. It was last Saturday, we kind of knew it was like, okay, we're going to get locked. We're going to get locked down soon. So probably guilty in a way my wife and i went out for dinner for anniversary my mate came with me one of my mates is trying to get over to the states um he actually just got out before the before all the borders got shut Mm. landed today um went and saw him because he was just distraught um we went out for dinner right and my in-laws went and um had to buy a fridge they said you went into harvey norman no freezers all the freezers were, were they'd sold out of freezers. Like, it's like we live in Australia. Like, it's not like as if we live in, in the middle of the bush where you need a freezer because you got, like I said, you got to go hunting and you, mm. you, 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 or, or you slaughter a bull. So you got to store it. Like, you, you walk into the shop, there's meat there. Like, why are we hoarding all of this stuff? Like, it's got to get to a point where, hang on, pretty good for toilet paper. Mm, mm. <laughs> I mean, we, we buy the cartons of toilet paper for the gym, and there's 48 rolls in a carton. Yeah, I've been through, like I've been here. I've been here for 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 nearly a year. I use the same toilet paper at home. We've barely we've just taken off the top layer of the box. Like I think we're good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How much do you really need? Hey, nothing like crapping more or less than anybody else. I don't get why. Um, I don't understand why toilet paper was the first thing that. Aussies went for because that's like when you think about it like food and water so much more important like toilet paper like worst case scenario like let's be real here worst case scenario you're in isolation everyone's in full lockdown you can't get you've run out all you're gonna do is have a shit and then have a shower exactly (laughs) Exactly. obviously you want toilet paper but I don't understand why that was the first thing people went for I mean, I, th- I think, I think, I think they heard that it was made in Japan or sorry, China. They heard it was made there, right? And then I, I see. I, used to work in I the don't understand industry. the meaning. What's the meaning of that, though? If it's made in China, because all the Chinese production had shut down at that time in China ah. and Wuhan that went into lockdown, so there was no manufacturing going on in China. Yeah, okay, right? I'm with you. I'm with and, you. Dude, I, I worked it's in the cleaning industry for, for <laughs> ten years. Right in between, in between jujitsu and, and the waterfront. The last time I checked, the paper mills were in South Australia. And Kimberly Clark, who owns all of those companies, is like the parent company, 
were based out of South Australia. And then I watched the news. And went, so I said to my wife, I'm pretty sure they're based in South Australia. And next thing you know, there's a, there's a representative of Kimberly Clark. She's standing in front of a factory with like a mountain of toilet paper behind her. And she goes, we're good for toilet paper, everyone. Our mills are working overtime. We've gone 20 to 24-7 operations. So all you've done is just give some executive a huge bonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's met his quarterly sale. <laughs> he probably did it. He probably said it out on Twitter. 31st of March is rolling around. First quarter's about to end. Toilet paper sales are through exactly. the moon. <laughs> so just, I don't know. It's got, it's got to auto-correct. Excuse me, at, at, at some point in time where people have just got to go, hang on. You know, mm. but it's funny. It's funny. Like a dude around my area, like it's, people are doing it. Like, and you walk out, like even my mum said, oh, so my parents are 70. Right? So I said to them, listen, if you need to get any, don't go out. Let, just send me a list. I'll get it. I'll drop it at the door. Like, and we've stopped, the kids have stopped saying them, which is killing them. You know, and this is the other side to that, to that, to that stuff that's going on. But they said, no, we want to go out. We want to see the kids. Can we meet you for a coffee? Went, yeah, cool. So when did our usual Friday breakfast coffee thing. I said to him, well, do you need anything from the shops? Like, and they said, mum goes, I actually need toilet paper. I went, are you serious? And she goes, no, we're legitimately down to two rolls. Well, okay, cool. I said, well, let me go in and get it mm. because there's been fights at our local shopping centres over toilet paper and hand sanitizer. So I've loaded up the cart, not loaded, like I put in a roll of toilet paper and a roll of hand towel for him. And people looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, why toilet paper? Like my mum needs toilet paper. Like it's, you know, like it's so weird. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's it so makes people weird. uncomfortable. They get anxious of buying, but it's the whole thing is, that's the thing. It's the, it was the herd mentality. And then it becomes, then mm. it's the people who are being selfish. If you're going in there and yeah. buying one bag, one bag of toilet rolls, right? That's what you yeah. buy anyway. But when you're stacking your trolleys, sure. them, then you're being fucking selfish. Sorry, yeah, my, my language. Came out I, get, to, I get passionate and then I swear. No, <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. And I came out and went to my butcher and, and Kyle goes, oh, you, you're another guy buying toilet paper. And I went, dude, it's from my mum. I said, she did it. I said, oh, I get to buy the box at the gym. I said, mum legitimately. He goes, oh, dude, smart move. There's been fist fights at the front here. Mm. Like, it's cold. What's wrong with you? It's cold. It's, uh, I wonder if the fist fights, so you can say that, but I, I wonder what angle it comes from. Does it come from like, you've got the last role and I want it. So we're fighting for it. Or is it that someone who's a rational person sees someone who's being a selfish prick and calls them out on it? Oi man, you don't need 20 packets of 30 rolls. Why don't you put some of them back? And then there's the problems. Who knows? Because I, I, yeah, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to help myself if I saw someone stacking a trolley like that. I'd have, I'd have to say something. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that person. I would not just see it and not say. It. I'm, I'm not afraid of being confrontational. No, no, no. That's not even a, um, like a fighting thing. That's just like a, I don't know. It's just in me. the right thing. It's just in me. The right thing. Like you see, you see shit, and you call people out for it. And when, I, when I'm doing yeah, things wrong, I expect my mates to hold me accountable for the things I'm doing wrong too. Exactly. And that's, mm. you know, like, yeah, it's, it's got to happen with society. And, I, I, and that's what I really hope happens, that people start calling each other out and say, dude, come on, man, stay at home. Like, because it's not, it's, it's, it's one of those things, it's not, like, until it affects you, generally, 
you don't care. Mm. Right? And, you know, and I'm, I'm as guilty of that as anybody. And, you know, like, and it wasn't really until you spoke to John and, and John went, I'm shutting the gym. I went, holy crap, if he's going to shut the gym, like, and, you know, you, you, once you let that journey out of the bottle, you can't put it back in. Mm. So you can't just go, we're shutting for two weeks and then we're going to open again. Because that was only going to get, we all knew it was going to get worse. Yeah. And that's why I held on with my gym and sort of changed our processes as much as I could and held on for as long as I could. Because um, we're going to be here for a while, man. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, you know, eh? Optimistically, yeah, so, you know, you hear people say, oh, if we, do, we can knock this over in eight weeks. I'm like, yeah, we, we could. Can we? Can we? That's the thing. We don't know. Will we is the question. Like we can, like I, 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 from what, like we're all, we're all bro scienting, you know, like from what you get told as far as the life cycle of the virus, I think there's a possibility, but will people do it? That's, that's my question. Like, will they stay at home? Will they not go out? Will they self isolate when they get home from overseas? Like I think this, I think, I think I had today, there's still like a, 2,000 people coming home every day mm, that's from overseas. And a lot of them are coming from, you know, because they're just making their way home. And it's so hard because the flights are so limited. Like I had, I had a mate, like we were supposed to go to a wedding in Utah in June. He dis- had to discharge from the army a week early to get out and got the last flight out. Mm. I've got you know, my, my best mate's... Um He's living in Canada. He's obviously from Perth, but he's living in Canada with his Canadian girlfriend. And he came back for one of our other good mates' weddings in February. And he was going to be here for two months, first time in a few years, catch up with friends, see his family, do the wedding, and then go back. He's due to fly out on the 31st of March. Canada's locked their borders. They're not doing flights. Yeah. And now he can't fly home. Now and now he's stuck in. He's in. A, he's fortunate enough to be in Perth, where his family is in his family home. So he's not like he's paying rent and stuff, but he's still paying rent in Canada. Yep. His girlfriend's stuck there. He's stuck here. He can't see her. He doesn't know when he can go back. It's just uncertainty. He ain't, he ain't going back for at least a year. <sighs> Reckon. Well, you know, like, dude, I, I honestly don't. In my opinion. I, I think even if the countries suppress the virus and like, like we're an island, we're lucky. Like we've got no, you know, like as long as if we've got landlocked borders or anything like that, in my opinion, until the vaccine comes, there's no international travel. Mm. Yeah. I can't see. I, I, once the vaccine comes out or there's a antiviral or something like that that they can do, then they'll probably open. Then they'll slowly start doing that again mm. I, think, yeah. I think it's i think you're in once you once i can by the by the end of this month which is what another four days or something that's yeah, it something like that six days yeah yeah if you're if you're not in your wherever you want to go you're not getting there you're, you're just stuck where you are okay. yeah that's good that will happen that will happen it's crazy like <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. Like, obviously, we're just two dudes. We're passionate about jujitsu. Now we're on here talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> but we, uh, well, I guess that's the whole thing. Like, I had a, um, I don't mean to shift, but I had a, another two podcasts up my sleeve. I was recording, I was releasing fortnightly, 
and I built up yep. a like six week lead on releases. So I had no pressure on recording. I didn't want to, I didn't want to force anything. I don't want to make it. Um, I want it to be authentic and natural. And that's why I was trying to yep. do face to face only with people in Perth. Yep. Yeah. I wanted to do that, but I had a recording now that I feel like it's a guy who has a, um, his name's um, Luke and he owns free rollers and they are basically a jujitsu travel company. So they organize group yep. trips and stuff. Oh, yeah, I've seen their website a few times, man. They got some good stuff. Yeah, they do. They have good trips. He's a great yeah. dude. They and but the problem is we we've done an episode. Not that I'm I'm not worried about the podcast. I'm not worried about that at all. But we've done an episode a couple of weeks ago talking about it from the perspective yeah. of where life was then and the trips he had coming up and business. And now they've cancelled the trip. Everything's on hold. They don't know what they're doing. And that, that whole podcast, the context of it just doesn't make sense. So I've said, we've had a conversation, mate. We can't post this. Let's, let's do another one. Yeah, like that, we can't do it. But and that, that, that's, yeah, that's the crazy. That's, that's, the, that's the craziness of what's going on. Like, <coughs> the, the, you know, like even just what's happened since, like I said, we spoke, spoke to, It'll be two weeks. It's a, it's a week and a half since since John and Phil and those boys closed their gym. Mm. It's five day, four days since I shut mine. Like, and it's like, you know, you think that like, in, look what's happened in, in two weeks. Like two weeks ago, we were just going, yeah, cool. We just you know got this coronavirus. Yeah, seventy percent of the population is going to get it. Yeah, it's just it's just a mild flu. You know, who cares? Now the world stopped. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much stopped, you know. Yeah. I wonder how much, um, <clears throat> like, mi- misinformation there was on everything. You know, like... As far as we're getting? Yeah. Like, just... I'm, I'm not a conspiracy guy at all. Like, I don't think that I am. But I also... People don't want to incite fear. Like, the government especially. Mm. And it's just, it's hard. Like it's a real tough one. And I don't think that we, cause we obviously only get the videos of what happens. Like we only get what we see. And then over time we see more and then it turns out like some kids have died. And then it turns out just all, you know, yeah. and I guess now just the way that it's progressed, I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, well, how bad is it? You know, like how, yeah. if, if I got it, how bad would it really be? Should I avoid getting it at all costs? Some people are still on the streets doing whatever they're doing, living their life. I've got I've got a mum who's had leukemia; she's in remission, and I and she's like pushing sixty. And I'm just like, well, if I get it and I'm all good, that's okay. Like all good, that's sweet. If I'm okay, but I'm but now I'm not even sure if I will be. But if I give it to my mum, yeah, that's and that's and that's exactly how my wife and I feel um, in regards to to our parents. Like we're like. Cool. I mean, I, I, I've flipped so many times. Like initially I was like, let's lock it down for two weeks. Get this, get this crap under control. Like, and now I'm like, then I was like, nah, let it rip. Like, let, let's, let's get the herd, let's get the herd immunity happening. Like, let it go through. You know, then, then you hear, and you go, oh crap. Like, geez, 40 year olds are dying. Okay, lock it down. You know, like I just think there's so much. I, I just, I, I just hope um, that the people who are making the decisions, obviously, Scott Morrison and Gladys Berejiklian, I can't sit them, see them sitting there watching the Today Show of a morning to get their information, mm. right? And, and like, and whoever your premier is, I'm, I, I hope they're getting their information that it's concise, 
it's consistent and they're all making the decisions based on the same the same data and information rather ahead. Than, yeah. yeah rather than the 55 editorials that are out because the like, journalism has changed like, there's no everything's an editorial these days everything's an opinion piece everything's you know everyone's a I listened to um Andy Stumpf the other day the he's got a podcast called Clean Hot and a guy who you works in that, my right? wife. Was that you who shared that? Yeah. So, so the yeah. guy that was on there, Scott, who was the guest, um, is a friend of mine and works with my wife. And I was either on his podcast or I was on another one. And he said, Andy Stump said, he goes, if I see one more person post science facts about the coronavirus on social media, who isn't the scientist, he goes, I may shoot him. And that's, that's what's happening. Like everyone's, everyone, everyone's got these opinions, but who, who actually knows? Like, mm. Probably a handful of people actually are at the front line, cutting edge, who actually know what's going on. Mm. So, you know, and that how, was, how bad it really is. Yeah, my wife and I were sort of tossing up, you, know, you take the kids out of daycare, and, you know, like would that decision may be made for us, like from a financial standpoint rather than anything else. Um, but one of the, and this is this could be speculation too. Like my wife was having a conversation with a lady who claims she's working, she works for the government and is a scientist and works at the front line as far as um, working on the vaccines and the immunities and, and all this sort of stuff. And she said, send your kids to daycare, it's fine. They're fine. And you go, okay, cool. Like, and you sort of take her at face value based on what she says she knows. But I've never met her. So, you know, what mm. goes, and, I said, well, and I think that's, there's so much, there's so much information and disinformation out there that you don't really know. Yeah. He's a scientist too. Everyone's a scientist all of a sudden. So. Yeah. And then there's all the Facebook shit that you see. I'm just at the point now, like someone asked me in the higher jujitsu Facebook chat, he goes, oh, have you been reading the news, Brad? Because I said something. I think I might have been a little bit late on something. He goes, have you even been reading the news? I was like, mate. No, yeah, it doesn't matter what channel you turn on or what Facebook post comes up. It's all coronavirus. And I'm just like, mate, right. no. I'm flooded. Like, like if, yeah. if you let it consume you, it will. Yeah. So I, kinda, I started doing that a bit last week. And then when, when we made the decision to actually shut down, I just went, okay, well, it is what it is now. Mm. So, I've, yeah, I've, it's, it's difficult, but I've kind of looked at it. I'd like to touch, talk to you about, like, how you're handling the isolation of it, what you're doing in your family, like, even yourself physically um, oh, to do with that. So isolation? Dude, I'm going insane, to be honest. Because yeah. I, I, I'm used to being on my own, and my wife goes to work. She, she works eight to whatever, right? My, 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 my son goes to daycare Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Drop him off. I drop him off as early as possible. Right? My mm. daughter goes Tuesdays, Wednesdays. She goes with him. So Tuesdays, Wednesdays, I'm on my own. And I teach day class and all that sort of stuff. Tuesdays, I've got my daughter in the mornings on my own. And my parents used to come and take her of an afternoon. Thursdays we do swimming. Like, there's always something going on. And I always had, like my parents, five days a week, we'd, they'd see the kids. So there's always a always a breather. Yeah, always time just, to yourself. Just, yeah. 
Yeah, and there was always just me and one of the kids or me and the two kids and you could go somewhere or a friend would come over and say, listen, I'll take Xander and he'd go, he'd go play with one of his mates. So, you know, but all that's come to an end. My wife's not work, she works from home now. Like, when, you know, until they, until they pulled the pin on her. And I'm just like, get out of my house. Where's my space going? This is all my space. I had the TV to myself. I could watch whatever I wanted. Who are you? Get away from me. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finding it hard. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big adjustment. Are you, um, are you doing anything like for just in general? Like, are you trying to eat healthy? Are you working out? Are you, what are you trying to do to maintain? Yeah, so basically what my wife and I are doing now, um, we've, we, we still got the gym, right? Obviously we can't let anybody in here. So my wife comes down here and works from here. I come down here. So, um, today, for example, which is going to be a quite, I think a pretty, pretty normal day. We filmed some content to put up on the Facebook page and filmed some videos. I came down and did some isolation drills this morning, filmed those, um, Came down here, did a workout for a couple of hours, spent some time on my own watching whatever I wanted on the computer down here. Um, got some got some coffees, went home. My wife came came down here. She had a couple of hours on her own. I looked after the kids. My daughter had a sleep. Then we swapped again. I went out for a drive. Yeah. Um, one of us had to get tested for the for the coronavirus because his neighbours got it. So I went and bought some groceries for him. You know, like we're, so we're kind of just tag teaming life at the moment to give each other the space um, as and when you need it. Yeah, and I think we're quite lucky that we don't live in a unit. We live in a we live in a three bedroom house. We've got a good backyard. I mean, it was a bit a bit raining today, so it was kind of hard with the kids. They didn't want to go outside because it was raining. Um, yeah, we're just going to have to adapt. It mm. is what it is. You know, like. And we just appreciate, like, ironically, because people are so cooped up, the sun came out this afternoon and the park up near our house, which is usually a ghost town, was packed. You know, like all families were sort of pocketed off, everyone's sort of waving at each other from a distance, but it's the busiest I've ever seen the park on a school day. Yeah. But did it seem so, safe in terms of the distance everyone kept? Oh, no one was anywhere near one another. Like, it was, like... Yeah, like, like everyone would have been, say, 30 metres away from each other. Yeah. You know, there would have been, say, 10 families up there. There's, like, two soccer fields. No one's anywhere near each other. There's dogs running around. And everyone's kicking soccer balls and footballs around and just, you know, just going out and going for walks. Like, where I am, the dude, it's, people are doing the right thing. Like, you go into you go into Woolies, everyone's walking on opposite sides of the aisle. Like, no one's going anywhere near one another. So. Mm. Yeah, I want. Yeah, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. It's tough though, but it's good that you have. Um, well, for me personally, it hasn't been too bad though, because I so where I live, it's about forty-five minutes north of Perth. I'm working out that way. Yeah, live another 20, 15, 20 minutes north. I was living in the CBD with my brother. We had an apartment. Our lease yep. ended um, in fe- early February. And him and his girlfriend yep. got a place together. They're looking at sort of like sussing out how that goes and then like buying a house, maybe move, you know, getting on with life together sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so they made that move. And at that point in time, I was tossing up on whether to get um, another lease with a mate or on my own or something. 
And then I decided like, I didn't want to sign a six month lease because I didn't want the commitment of it. Um, I obviously, my plans, 100% plan is to go back to Sydney. I was thinking like applying for jobs in June, hoping to be there by August in time for the Pedro yeah. Sauer seminar run, do the East Coast, yeah. kind of like, yeah. you know, commence life there then. So yeah, other than, so I think I felt all right last weekend. Like I said, I was in Dunsborough down south, but Perth at that point in time, we're a bit behind you guys in terms of the progression of the virus here. Yeah. Not as many people have yeah. it. We don't have as much exposure. So I hope I, that, way. that all kicked in some of a lot of our like lockdowns and stuff started kick or like, you know, restrictions and stuff kicked in on Monday. I yeah. I came back from down South on Monday. So that was sort of, yeah, feeling okay. At the yeah. moment, mate. We'll see how um, work goes when that closes outside of work and home. I'm pretty much chilling. I've lost, can't go to jujitsu. Yeah. I've lost that. So now I'm trying to find extra time and that's why, I was thinking, well, yeah. the podcast can't continue face to face, not quite, not easily anyway, right now. So yeah. I thought, might as well figure out how to yeah. do it online. Start yeah, chatting nice. to people over east, chat to people around Perth, and just see if I can pump out heaps of yeah, videos. Maybe good. start doing two a week or one a week instead of once a fortnight. Yeah. Why not use the time that I have that we have? Try and make the most of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, 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 that's exactly what we're doing. Like, you know, like it's, I've, I've, I've pretty much this week has just been, um, let, let's just get everything sorted. Like I'm trying to get the get rent sorted for, for here, whether there's going to be assistance in the stimulus package or whether I just, I mean, it's not as if anybody else is going to rent it at this point in time. Mm. Um, if, you know, and they're saying don't evict people. So just, but obviously I don't want to see the landlord lose out either. So we've got to sort of come to an understanding there. Do the same with, with, with the mortgage, you know, just put everything, we're just trying to get everything on hold so we can just sort of go, hang on, we've got X amount of dollars to deal with now until, until everything kicks off again. And then it's going to be exactly what you were talking about. Like I want to try and, I read a fair amount anyway. I want to try and increase that. I want to teach my son to read. Mm. Um, well, well, because he starts school next year. So, you know, he's going to be, we're going to be at home so much and he started his reading program today and absolutely loves it. So that, that should be good. You know, and just sort of set the, like the, all, like, see all these joke memes around like, um, I'll, 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 you know, the husband, the wife says to the husband, when are you going to do this job? I'll do it when I've got time. Well, now we've got time. So it's mm. kind of, Sorry, yeah, like, let, let's do that. Yeah, like, and, and then just, and, and as, as far as my gym goes, it's batting down the hatches, like, for, for, for the moment. But we're going to, you know, we're going to surface again soon. So have a marketing plan ready, yeah, have a strategy be, be, be ready. ready. And when the time comes, yeah, hit the go button and go hard. Mm. Yeah, because I honestly, I, I really believe in, in my wife's company, the, the Winter Warrior, like, they're all, like, kind of gum in the same boat, like looking at each other around going, okay, cool. Like let, let's do this week. Everyone get this, get their, get their crap together, get your battle plan ready, batten down your hatches, s- minimize your costs, minimize all that. And it's like, okay, now we've got time to think and strategize and plan for the future. Mm. Cause when it comes back, people are going to be looking for communities because we've, we've basically just had to, ostracize ourselves like we're galvanizing in one way but we're not connecting like we're connecting like you and i are via you know satellites but 
um, physically, people are going to look for, be dying for that physical connection. So I think, I don't know what CrossFit itself, but group training, I think it's going to have a massive resurgence. Mm. I think jiu-jitsu, uh, kickboxing, all these sorts of things, people are going to have so much pent-up aggression and frustration that they're just going to want to get out and explode out of their system. It's going to, I think it's going to, I think we're going to, you know, it's, it's, it's like in the stocks, like the stocks go down, they're going to come back up. And I think they're going to come back, I think they're going to come back better than ever. I think we're all going to come out, we're all going to come out stronger. We're all going to come out hungry. We're all going to come out looking for something to do because we can't do it. Sport, mm. there's no sport. There's only so many replays of the grand finals you can watch. You know, there's no UFC on, there's no AFL. I think they played what AFL played one round, suspended. Yeah, one round. Two rounds. Yeah. And I hey, speaking of the AFL, in the tipping comp I'm in, I finished number (laughs) one (laughs) equal I picked the we all had seven and I had the smallest victory. So you know what, fellas, I'm gonna take that as a win this season. I'm the reigning defending champion of uh, the footy footy tipping comp I'm in. One and done. Uh, we, my, my group talking about, um, doing things digitally, like you said, on satellite, me and my mates do a, basically an annual poker tournament and we call it the, yep. we call it the herd road poker challenge because my mate who hosted yeah, nice. it the first time, like six years ago, lives on herd road mm-hmm. and we've did it every year, but didn't have it as a formal thing, but we are just kind of doing it annually. So last year when we did it, we got like a proper plaque made up and got the names of the previous year's winners sort of put on it. And now it's like an official thing. My group of close mates in Perth do every year, once a year, we're due to do another one. So this year we're we're, we're in the process of figuring out how to um, do it online, like host a poker tournament online. I guess one of the poker websites will be able to do it. And then we're going to yeah, have yeah. like a, a video link like this set up and then all the boys will be on having beers playing poker. And once yeah, again, nice. once again, I'll clean them all out and I'll walk away with all the money. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah, haven't, I, I actually haven't won it once. I'm reigning and defending champion. <laughs> I have not won the poker tournament once, so I'm full of shit. <laughs> oh, dude, it's going to, man, I, I, I've, I've, when I left my old job and I got this new phone, and I inherited this guy's number, right? And I get, I was getting call after call after call, right? Is, is this guy there? No, he's not. Is this guy there? No, he's not. And it was like, I had, I had a guy threaten me from Darwin, like, just on text. And I'm like, okay. Like, obviously, obviously, this number's not that old, or this guy's got the original number. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. I'm like, sweet. I'm out of the woodwork. I've gone through that, that, that sort of hangover of that. Now, since all this stuff's happened, I'm getting inundated with text messages for online gambling sites. So this guy's obviously some sort of degenerate. Sign up to everything online, and now all this stuff has just come back. Like, sign up to this roulette game. Sign up to this poker game. Sign up to this casino. Like, how many of these... Like, this, this could be... People are going to make or break at this, at this time. Like, dude, the bottle shop near my house is sold out. Mm. So either yeah. people are going to become alcoholics or gambling addicts. They're going to get fat or they're going to get fit. <laughs> There's going to be nothing in the middle this time, man. It's, it's a true test. 
It's true. I yeah, I say that sitting on my high horse while I've got a beer in my hand. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm trying to limit myself. I'm trying to limit myself. I, I had a stash in the gym, and I've gone yeah. okay. Because we, have, like I said, like I said to you before, we have we do open mat on Fridays, and we always have beers afterwards. We've got a couple of lounges, and we've got a nice little setup here. And um, I've gone okay. I've got all these beers in the fridge. My goal through the lockdown, I had I think I had two cases of beers. I went, you're not allowed to buy a case for the whole lockdown, so you got to ration yourself out. Yeah, and that's my challenge. But dude. I'm pretty much having a beer a day at the moment. <laughs> hey, one beer a so, day is not going to kill anyone. Nothing wrong with that, especially in these times. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really like to limit myself to um to just just two on two on Saturday and Sunday, and that's that that'd be it. Yeah, I'll yeah. Well, I'm I'm generally much the same. I don't drink during the week very much at all. If ever, I used to back in the day playing footy when I was in Perth, footy and cricket and stuff. It's a different social yeah. scene. I would drink like Tuesday training. I'd have a beer or two. Thursday would be yeah. selection night. I'd have a couple of beers. Yeah. Saturday after the game, I'd have a few beers or we'd go out and then I'd have a thousand beers. But yeah. yeah, these days a little bit older, more focused on the jujitsu stuff. Here's and the, here's the question, mate. What Sorry? what's a week? What's a week? Mate, every day it's Groundhog Day for me. Every day is the same. Yeah, there's no weeks for me. <laughs> every day is the same. So it's just it's it's funny how since I think it's Thursday, like since Monday, it's just <laughs> I think it's Thursday. <laughs> it's definitely Thursday. There's no there's no schedule now. You know, like and so. Well, that's why I was asking you, what are you, what, what were you doing to like keep, keep a routine? <clears throat> I know one of my friends. I'm just, I'm just like every day I make sure I go out and train. Like I do, I'm doing a body weight program at the moment. So I'm doing, but that's one day on one day off. Like it's just like I did it this morning. So I won't do it tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, but I don't have like, a, I don't have a Monday day. I don't have a Tuesday day anymore. It's just like, okay. Today I need. To, uh, yesterday I did this. Today I do agility. You know mm. what I mean? Like I've just got a bit of a circuit, and then every day I'll do something. So it's a good I, time. At home, kind of, I, I get up. I, I'm, I'm a bit. I'm a bit sort of a lot like like my one of my mates is just got out of the army. Who's just moved overseas. Like I'm, I'm very routine orientated anyway. So it's like I, I pretty much wake up at the same time every day. The kids wake up early anyway. We get up. I do still do my business stuff while they're watching TV and having breakfast. I'll get all my accounting work and emails, all that sort of stuff done. Get them ready if they've got to go to daycare that day. Because they're still doing that at this point in time. Then I train. Then I do this. Like So my day is pretty much... The same anyway. I just don't have to f- worry about too much about my schedule for the gym because I don't need to go. Oh, it's Wednesday. Got to, got to, got to go over to Johnny's and train for the six thirty class, mm. and then come back and teach the M class at lunch, and then come back and do kids at four. Like it's just, yeah. But as far as my home routine, dude, it's the same every day anyway. Business as usual. Yeah, I'm trying to- I do the washing. Yeah, wash the sheets. You know, I'm trying to do a um, just, I'm trying to do a 14 day workout routine. Doing, I'm doing it with the friends <laughs> so that we can hold each other accountable. Um, yeah, trying nice. to 
pick up, like, you know, change my focus, like now doing online podcasts, trying to do a bunch of them. Um, why not? It's topical. Everyone who does jujitsu and follows jujitsu or follows the podcast. Instead, oh, people, everyone people is going to more talk about them, That's for sure. Yeah. Well, generally, yeah. See, the, now I want to open the podcast up a little bit and have conversations like this where it can go wherever it goes. We obviously, we still touch yeah, on no. jujitsu, your, your story. We can go yeah. back to other things, but kind of, because we're all dealing with the same uncertainty and the same concerns. Why not let Very the people, true. the everyday people that do jiu-jitsu share theirs right now, what's happening? Why not do that? Yeah, and I also think, um, given what we're, like, we're all going through, like, and like I, like I touched on earlier, like, like when, when I did my knee, I'm on my own. You've got people who he'll who, come and say, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll come with you. You know, I'll, I'll help you do your rehab today. But you're on your own. And then, then you're not going to see them again. And that's fine. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is. This one, everyone's affected in some, some way or another. Mm. If, and if they're not, dude, they're living in a stratosphere. I'm, not, I'm never going to know. So, you know, yeah. like we're, we're all in it. And I think, I think as well, it's having this conversation is what people need to do as therapy, like it's, you know, like we're all, we're all hamstrung. We're all, like you said, we're, we're kind of getting compressed um, by the media and like all the, all the bro science that's out there and everyone's got a post. Everyone can find a, a can find an article online that suits what they think mm. coronavirus actually does and, and is. Mm. Have biased information. Pardon? I said you can always find biased information that supports your views. Correct. Correct. No matter what they You know, like I think, yeah, and, like, like, and, and like, that's what my wife was saying today. She goes, is it just us or is everyone we know affected, like shutting down because of coronavirus? I said, no. I said, we, 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 we're surrounded by gym owners. Mm. Like my whole feed is jujitsu. My whole, you know, my wife's the same. She works, with, she works with a company where they're all gyms. So they're all shown down. We've got students that come here whose dad runs a gym. Like, when, you know, we're, we're, we're in a bit of a bubble like that. Whereas other companies, my wife used to work for a wine company before this. They're putting people on because they can't keep up with the volume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. So it's just. How, I, I, yeah. I want to ask you, how did that, how did your mum, oh, sorry, your wife, your mum, your wife, how, did the Wimp to Warrior thing come about? Because that's, I actually looked at signing up to that when I was at higher jiu-jitsu and I rang them and asked them about it. Because mm-hmm. I, like if I was, I'm 29, I was like 26, 27 at the time. Yeah. If I was 15 now, I would pursue mm-hmm. MMA for sure. 100%, that's what I would do. I'd want, I would want to at least fight and see how I go. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. a bit more realistic, older, like, you know, it's not a thing that I can do, so I'm not really keen on it. Um, yeah. Well, no, long-term Dude, can I, get a, I was thinking to Warrior would be a perfect thing to do, or even yeah. just once. Yeah. Dude, let me just go to the bathroom, and I'll oh, tell yeah. you how that came about as well. Shoot, All go right, for it. Give me one second. Do you want me to give you a quick tour of the gym? Yeah. I was, could you hear me talking shit when you left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The whole time? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it's not that big. So, no, I heard you say about the gym. So we've got the... Mate, we've got the We've got the, 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 the black and red mats. We've got the uh, hand-painted logo on the back wall. We've got about 97 square metres of mats. Um, got the workout area over there. Over here where we sit down and have uh, 
beers, beers afterwards. We've got the bees, the, the barbecue. We've got the we've got a book exchange. So we've got um for for members to come in, they can they can drop a book off. Oh, nice! Pick another one up. We've got a mix of um jujitsu books, Tim Ferriss books. Yeah, what kind of books you, you mentioned? I was going to ask you before. What kind of books have you got on the table? Yeah. Mate, in there, we've got a little bit of everything, man. Like I said, we've got um, Andre Gaval, Salah Habero, uh, Kelly Starrett, um, Unbroken Autobiography, Mike Tyson book, Charles Sonnen's book, Foxcatcher Story, um, Tony Dungy, American Sniper, a little bit of everything in there. Mate, we've got a little, uh, little play area for the kids. Oh, yeah. Come in as well. Yeah, bathroom, showers, and a change room upstairs. Humble abode, mate. It looks great. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like, it took us a little, we did a fair bit of work on it. It's like, it's basically just a factory. It's an old um, mechanics factory. He's got a, like, a, behind my head, there's a, there's a boom and a crane on it. Mm. So, yeah, man, it's um, a time. Do, do you it's guys time. do the fit out yourself, or did you get contractors in to help? I got painters in to literally whitewash the joint. Yeah. Um, got a guy in the paint because the, the sign on the back wall is hand painted. So I got a, I got a sign writer in to do that. Um, the timber, the floating timber floor, um, laid myself with, with one of my mates. Shit, it's pretty, it looks good. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Like, it's, it's exactly what I wanted. Um, like it's kind of it's it's like it's, it's like if, if if when it's stripped out, it's a it's a full factory, and like we're surrounded by mechanics, um, people who do uh, signage on cars. Um, a guy, there's another guy next. There's what are they next door? They're next door, they do like metal balustrades. Mm. And so they're, they're they're welders. Company that makes play play equipment for parks. So, like, we're the only there's and then there's a, a fitness gym, which is right behind it, which has got like they've got like four four units, mm. um, so like a bit of an industrial or, area, heavy industrial area. So I kind of wanted it. That's what I wanted. Like my goal was, people walk in, I go, oh crap, we're in this dingy because it's it's pretty crappy outside to be honest. But when you walk in, I want people to go, oh holy shit, like this is this isn't what we expected. And like there's like so we've got the leather lounges. Parents come out, they chill out. Like it's, we've got a TV. No, I've gone as sort of that commercial as as I could within a budget. That mm. that, that that video shit, what we had. Yeah, no, it looks it looks great. I like the kids section. I like the idea of a book exchange. I know John talked about doing one. I don't know if he if he's still doing it, but we were talking about it at one point, and it was happening. Yeah. I don't know if it was officially through the gym. Um, yep. Kaizen has a really cool play area for kids too. They actually have it yeah. in like the reception type area. It's it's pretty cool. But we're the same. Like you got to walk through it. Like this is um family friendly. Across the gym. Yeah, family friendly. Yeah, so gym. Yeah, he already had that in there for us, so it was good, man. It was, mm. it was nice. It just gives people uh, it, it, like the, the siblings come in and they they, just, they 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 love it as well. So it's it's cool. Mm. It's cool. Well, you mentioned before you have whole families. You know, wife husband and their kids and I know higher jiu-jitsu is very much like that kaizen is very much like that so accommodating for everything everyone really and and they'll stay so which is which is even better Mm. it's funny though 
different setup to higher jujitsu, like being in the CBD, in the PCYC, there's not really anyone around them as such. There's an industrial area off the back of them, up the street, but otherwise yep, they're pretty much standalone. But uh, Kaizen, Kaizen is next door to a um, pole dancing studio. So, oh, wow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and next to that is a um, hot, hot yoga Bikram studio. Yes, so, I mean, we're, we're, so we're, yeah, we're, we've got a weird mix here as well. So the best of both worlds. Within our complex, we, we, it's all mechanics. Mm. Right, it's all mechanics, and there's a, I think there's a, like a marine auto trimmer or you know stuff like that. And then you go outside, you've got the gym. Then there's three dance studios and a gymnastics studio, with the, and, and a kids yoga studio within within running distance of, of, of all of us. So it's, it's, a, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird mix. And then, and then across, across the road, high school, um, and, then in, and then residential. Mm. Do you have any partnerships with any of those other studios? Because I'm sure you... Um, we, we do a little bit with the gym. Mm. Cross-pollinating, not a bad idea. Yeah, the, 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 I've got a lot of crossover of membership in there. Um, one of the ladies that trains in there, her husband trains with me as well. She's a nutritionist. We do some work with her. Um, a couple of uh, we won't. We're about to, we're about we're going to start. We're still trying to organise it online to run like a peer group support um, training here for uh, young young boys between eight and thirteen, getting ready to transition to high school. So we're mm-hmm. going to do. We're, with a company over in Perth called um, Standing Strong, so I was going to. We're, we're still trying to get that organised so we can do that online. Okay. Hopefully we can get that going. Um, but that was booked in for Tuesdays because I don't do kids' classes on Tuesdays. Uh, but that's on hold unless well, we can yeah. get it going online, which would kind of be a bit hard. But we, I think we can. I think we can. It's good to th- yeah. think of Jiu Jitsu. It's not just about learning. It's about you know because it adds so much value outside of just learning self-defense or learning how to roll around it's the you know benefit should benefit your life if you train at a gym and it doesn't benefit your life off the mats get another gym exactly right I, I like straight up straight talk no matter what gym you're at if it doesn't benefit your yeah. life off the mats get another gym yeah so so true so so true so you want to know how my wife got into winter warrior yeah 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 and what, what yeah. what's her role with them so um she She's global marketing manager, I believe, at this at this time. They, they keep changing the name, you know, titles are like sometimes they don't mean too much. Um, so let me go back. When we first when we first met, we she was we she was at Google. So and we kind of did everything backwards. So and funny story. Her name's Jill, so it's Jack, Jack and Jill, and we live. We met up at uh, up on the top of the hill at Manly, where my mates got a gym, and then we bought a house up at Colorado Plateau on top of the hill. So it's kind of, and we got married on top of Colorado Plateau as well. So it's literally Jack and Jill up the hill, um, and like I said, so, so we met. We did everything in reverse. So got bought a house, got pregnant, then got married. So, and when, it, when our son was born, went into a mother's group. A lady from the mother's group had done, just finished Winter Warrior before she had her son, Lenny, who's the same age, exactly the same age as my son. 
Um, and Kelly kept saying to Jill, you should do Winter Warrior, blah, blah, blah. And Jill's like, yeah. I do, I do because my wife, done, she's done triathlons. So you should do Winter Warrior. She's like, no, 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 it's not for me. It's not for me. So for four years, Kelly has been trying to headhunt my wife to come across to Winter Warrior. Jill changed jobs, worked for a wine company after Google. Didn't work out um, the way she was, it had been sold to her and the way she felt it was going. Kelly approached her again. She said, come on board. Do, do one day a week with me. Stay at there. See if you like it. And then if you want to come across, we'll, we'll organise for you to come across. Mm. So that happened. They went, well, since you're coming to do it, to work with us and you're working with us one day a week, do the program. So she did the program last year, did the 20 weeks of MMA training, getting up at quarter past four every, every morning. Um, had a fight on the 6th of December last year. How'd she got go? Knocked out. Got she knocked got- out in 57 seconds. Yeah, got stopped. Like it was, yeah, it was a bit unfair. It was one of those fights where, <laughs> it, and you look at it, you look at it as someone who is invested in it because it's the person you, you're in love with. Yeah. Um, and you go, that was bad. Like, oh, I didn't want to see that happen. But then when you watch it, you go, you go hang on, let it go. Like she, 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 she got hit, she got clipped, got rocked, slipped. Like legs went straight, so the referee waved it off because it's amateur. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, she, so she's, she's, she's walked the walk, she's talked the talk, and that's how she got into winter. And now she, now she was with them full time. Now that, like I said, they've all been put on like semi-redundancy because of the whole yeah. coronavirus thing. So she is um, hoping to continue with marketing. That? Pardon? Hoping to continue with that, with Winter Warrior, if everything works out? Dude, if it, that, that, that's the plan. Like the, the plan is we're all on hold. Like they're, they're still like her, um, they're, they're all super confident. Once, once we get over this, business as usual. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, we, I, that, I would love, I'd love to have a role like that, working for a company like Wimp to Warrior, because I have massive interest in MMA, jiu-jitsu, doing a podcast for martial arts, and I kind of yeah. like at the moment. Well, I'm a chartered accountant, but I kind of like yeah. lost the. I came back from Sydney and was working for five months here, and I was like, you know what? I have no passion for this. This is not what I want to do. So I took yeah. an old job with a factory I used to work at when I was at uni just basically called yep. my old boss and said, mate, give me a job. And he was like, okay, yep. Re- um, resigned from the accounting firm I was at here. And now obviously I want to come back to Sydney and I've been tossing up on doing something like digital marketing, which is a whole, it's a yep. whole, it's a career change. That's the thing. Yep. So it's not, it's not easy to do that because you might have to study, you might have to do whatever, but I'm trying to figure out what to do. And I like the idea of digital marketing or even sales in a software company. I'm, I'm really yeah. eyeing off working with Oscar. <coughs> at Salesforce. Mm-hmm. I'd love that. Otherwise, some sort of digital marketing role and like Wimp to Warrior, that'd be amazing. So I like, I'm envious of your wife. Obviously, being a global marketing manager is a bit different coming from Google. I'd imagine, I'd imagine she's, yeah. you know, director level. But yeah. Um, Cool lifestyle yeah, to have, nice. man. You, you and her to combine to just martial arts. Exactly. Yeah, it's her, her, her job's a lot more stressful um, than what we do, and she, she sort of deals with um, not not so much the, the like the gym owners and the coaches, but more mm. with 
like the, the, the guy who was on the the um, whose podcast I endorsed the other week on the, on the Cleared Hot podcast, Scott. He's the president of North America, so yeah. she deals with him. Deals with the the, 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 the three founders who are based here. Um, yeah, and, and 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 sort of is the link between everyone. Sure. Um, Managers, obviously, so, so she, she wears a cup, but they all wear, it's a small company. Like it's, they've got a huge global reach, but they're a small company mm. as far as um, personnel. Um, so basically, they all everybody's wearing whatever hat needs to be worn. Yeah. So just great. assume it's, that responsibility. Yeah, I could imagine for her, and it, it's frustrating in some part because it's kind of there's no. Like it's not like you can't have a demarcation to be like I don't do this. Like everyone just does whatever. Yeah. So yeah, but there's not the same. Like, there's not the same structured processes that she probably has encountered throughout yeah. her corporate career. But at the same point, right. as frustrating as that might be, at the same point, she might like the freedom of not having to fucking dot the yeah. I's and cross the T's eight, ten yeah. hours a day every day. Yeah. Maybe yeah, less so politics. Who knows? There's probably other benefits there for her. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, and it's it's a it's a it's a challenge, but it's a good challenge. Mm. It's not an it's not an overwhelming sort of where the hell, what, what the hell am I doing kind of challenge. It's like okay, okay, this isn't working. Let's adjust it. This I, is working. Let's make it better. I, I really like those companies though, like Wimp to Warrior. Um, the other one's Corporate Fighter, which is boxing, and I believe yep. well, at least in Australia, I think that was here before Wimp to Warrior. I think so. Yeah, the corporate yeah. boxing. That there's a, you see it in Sydney. A lot of people walking around. Yeah, there's, in the a few, there's, a, there's one around here at Brookvale, not far from where we are. Yeah, these so, things are cool yeah. though because they they expose people to martial arts, and generally it's sort of there like might be middle aged people even. Exactly. Again, you know, in their career, they're bored. They've got a routine. They want to break it up, so they get pushed into something like that. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they have passion for it, and then they join a jiu-jitsu academy, or they start doing Muay Thai, or they. Exactly. Start training MMA or boxing, whatever. Or, or if they don't follow through with their martial arts training, they they, they have a confidence to do something else mm. or try something. Like, like my, my wife, she, she, she's about as like for her, it wasn't about the resilience. Like I mean, she she's resilient. Like she's done like half Ironmans and, and marathons and all that sort of stuff. And she like, she she ran two thirds of a marathon with a broken leg. So she's not. She, she doesn't need she, she didn't do it for the toughness she didn't but need she to did prove it that to before. herself yeah but, but, but also it was, it was putting herself out of a comfort zone as far as the training went mm. and you know going from doing these long endurance sort of runs where you dictate everything yourself now, now, you're, in a, now you're locked in a cage with someone who's going hang on I don't want to do it your way I want to do it my way so you know the, the the challenge is different, and that's mm. the same as what we, what, you know, like like that's the same as what we do every day with with jujitsu. Like, cool, I, I, I want to do, I want to take you back. Well, I'm not gonna let you. So, <laughs> you might not be letting. Way. Me, but you I want to find a way too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a different sort of challenge. And it's it's. Um,
dude, you got you got to you got to get full speed, and that's that's why jujitsu works because we pressure test it mm. every day. But you got to start yeah, slow. That's right. You, yeah, you start you, slow. You, you, you learn slow to get fast. Fine tune the technique. Pressure and then pressure test. Yeah. Go fast, then do it full speed. <sighs> pressure test. Mm. And this this is life. Like it's all well and good to you know yourself. You're in you're in a work situation. Cool. You've done all this. You've got an MBA or whatever. You've got all this theory behind you, and you come in. You're a surgeon, and all of a sudden somebody's heart fails while you're while while they're on the table. What do you do? You can't you can't flick to your textbook. Mm. You, you've got to save this person, or you 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 you're you're a, you're a CPA. Next thing you know, somebody, you go, somebody's, yeah, somebody's getting audited and they're looking at fraud. They've got to get a job. Like, that's a bit, you know, like, that's, that's, how do you deal with this? Like, oh, you've got, you, you got to practice for these situations. You've got to prepare yourself for these situations. If you're not prepared, you're not going to, you and that's the same as life. Like, life's not going to be easy. You've got to prepare yourself. Mm. Or at least have, at least have the resilience to just always continue. Exactly. And, and that's it comes it comes back to what we what we're going through now. Like, I don't know if you've seen that the, there's a, a TED talk Bill Gates did in like 2015 about we're not prepared for a, for a global pandemic. Nostradamus <laughs> Bill is um is predicted the future, and he's correct. We're not we're not ready. Mm. No one's ready. Like the government's not ready. The medical system's not ready. Society's not ready. But we're learning. Learning on the fly, adaptive though. That's Learning the on the fly. And, and we're probably making a crap load of mistakes. Definitely, but, probably. You know, if you only know in hindsight, really. Um, funny. Exactly. We'll in hindsight. We talked. You talked about all these things that are happening now, like with the virus and people losing jobs, like your wife, for example. I mm. mentioned that I was. Um, from my corporate role into the factory because it didn't have the passion. The plan was then to figure out what to do and then come back to Sydney. I've mentioned those yep. things. Now, everyone is kind of in a position where if you're doing something you don't want to do and now you don't have a job, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't waste your time now of trying to maybe, maybe consider what you want to do and start seeing if you can forge a path that way. Exactly. You know, like... Exactly. Depends on your personal circumstances, but it, but you can still, you know, it's kind of like a bit of a reset, really, especially if you get forced into it. It's man, it's it's that's exactly what my wife said the other day. She goes, it's it's kind of like, um, the, I think I think in some ways the world it's it's like a reset, but it's it's like it's like if you'd um, control or delete, and the world's got to reset itself. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain degree, you know, like I think, I think, I think, um, you know, like, like if it depends on what, 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 what your mindset is like, are we overpopulated? Is there too many of us? Are we living, you know, or is it that, you know, like I said, everyone's got their own, not a conspiracy theory, but what, what they believe in, like, like, or is it, you know, like, like we're our world, we're like some aliens ant farm and, mm. He's gone. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna release it. I'm just gonna release a virus on, on, on my ants and see. You know, see if and see, see see what happens. See, see let's, let's see if this wipes them out or just makes them sick. Like who knows, right? But it's how, it's, how, it's it's also how how we deal with it now. Like you can, we can all just capitulate and die and <laughs> let the world stop. We're not gonna, you know, or 
we deal with it, we suck it up. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's no different. Like, I mean, everything ties back to me for Jiu Jitsu. Like, the, 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 this, this is that point of like, you, 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 know, you know you've got an escape. Can you use it? Or are you going to tap? Nah, let's go back further. I feel like we're in a survive first. Survive and defend exactly. and then fight. Yeah, we missed that window now. Like, in my opinion, I, I think we missed that window. I think, I think we've gone, we've gotten a bit arrogant and we've left our arms straight. <laughs> and someone's trying to pull on it. <laughs> and and, 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 and now, the, now the guy's got his foot out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough, eh? It's tough, man. <clears throat> it's tough. It's crazy. It's, 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 it's interesting times and it's going to... Uh, it's, it's, this isn't going to be that. This is the this is the sparring session, in my opinion. This isn't going to make or break us. Like we're not going to die. Well, some people will, but we're, we're not. We're not. Gonna, it's not. This isn't going to be. This isn't going to be a dinosaur like thing that wiped out, like the media that wiped out a dinosaur. Yeah. There's there's going to be loss and there's going to be a lot of people hurt, but it's yeah. It's not going to be the end of us. Yeah, it's not a global killer, but it's um. It's gonna, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's got. A, I hope it's a wake up call for, for a lot of people, and whether that's a government, for example, let's be more prepared for something like this in the future, or whether it's someone like me from a business standpoint going, hang on, dude, have some more reserves in the bank, mm. be ready to go, or for somebody who's who like I used to live in the past, appreciate life, man, mm. appreciate your freedom because it can easily. Go. Yeah, I feel ya. But also, it can remind you of what's most important too. Time like this, exactly. you know, your family, your closest That's friends, it. the community around you. Yeah, so true, man. It's a, like, and we, we live such a life of excess in in, in our country. You know, mm. like, and it's a simple thing for me. Like, and it's it's, it's quite, maybe it's maybe a bit of a metaphor for what we need to do. A society, but you know, who am I really to say? I mean, we've all got to sort of manage it our own way. Look, I, I just cleaned out my whole wardrobe and went through and went, what, what, what have I got? 17 t shirts. I need 17 t shirts. <laughs> it's only seven days in the week. Yeah. And I, I always yeah. wear, I wear my gym t shirt most of the time anyway. And I've got like sort of quite unquote dress t shirts. Why have I got so many of that? Like, yeah. I don't, why, have I got, why have I got four suits? I'm not, I don't even. I don't even. I've, I've, never, I've never had a corporate job. I've got more most than of, me. <laughs> I've got two, and I have a corporate job for four years. Yeah, yeah and I look at like, uh, hang on, like I've got, I've got my tuxedo because because I'm a Freemason, so you know, like we have to wear those to lodge. And then I've got, but the suit I got married in, and I've got three other suits. I go, well, why have I got all these suits? Like, what do I do with these suits? Like, how many suits do I need? I get a wedding once a year. Like. I mean, <laughs> Get a blue one. <laughs> yeah, a blue one and a black one. That's it. Need one, yeah. Yeah, one for work, one, one for funerals and weddings. <laughs> Dude. You know, yeah. like, I don't know. I've made a, I wear jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Look, man, we've been going three hours. What do yeah, you no, my wife just kisses me. She goes, what, what, what are you on the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> hey, man, maybe, maybe it could be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, wishful thinking. But hey, if you wanted me on his, I would definitely go. And I'd oh, I think we all would, man. I don't think any of us would uh, 
would not go. Hey, Joe, what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be rude not to. <laughs> so true. So. Uh, all right, mate, I'll let you go. I appreciate, man. It's been good yeah, meeting well, you. Thanks, th- th- thanks, thanks so much for thinking of me, mate. It was great, it was great to have a chat, and especially with, um, with everything we're all going through at the moment, man. It was just sort of good to... Um, I say, just good to have a chat and good to, uh, you know, it's it kind of fun sharing the, sharing the story. It made me think back about um, where it actually been and where it actually come from. All the things you've done, yeah, really. It's good. No, yeah. it's good. I appreciate your perspective on the coronavirus and just general jujitsu and everything. And I'm sure we can um, have another one any sometime soon, anytime. I'm going to be in Sydney eventually, so I'm sure I'll see you probably at this stage. Make sure you come over and train, mate the, the door, mate. the door's always open to you. Yeah, go for a surf and then go for a surf and then train. Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. And have a couple of beers afterwards. Yeah, sounds good. All right, mate. I'll catch up with you. Cheers for that. Thanks, thanks again. Appreciate it. Yeah, Jack.